Department of the Dead contains graphic and explicit content that may not be appropriate for some listeners. Opinions and views do not reflect that of the Department of Defense. Listener discretion is advised. Because I, I feel like we need to we need to record this. Okay, so um, thought, how much do you weigh? 225. 225. Okay, so if you go by the science that you should have about one gram, like let's just talk like sustaining muscle growth. Okay, so like one gram of protein per pound of body weight, right? Okay, maybe a little bit more if you're trying to grow. Okay, um, so you need 225 grams of protein every day. How much protein do you eat? Um, not, I don't, that, that seems like a lot. How much, how many, how many grams of protein do you eat on average in a meal and how many meals? I don't, do I don't fucking know. I, if there's like a max amount a human should probably have, I'm exceeding it, but I don't think it's too. Okay. Well, I'm a, I'm a coach so in my day job. I'm a fitness coach. So I recommend that a lot of people when they want to look at like muscle growth, that they eat like 35 to 40% protein. Okay. So that's over a gram. Usually that's over a gram. Of protein per pound of body okay so like 225 it's say let's let's just go with one gram 225 that's how many grams of protein you need so um i'm gonna divide that by 0.252 i think that's how we're gonna get it no yeah i'm really sorry if you hear my cat he's not happy that i was gonna say <laughs> i know that i know that okay so if that? we divide 225 by 0.252 because one comp shot has 252 milligrams of protein in it and the average cum shot is five milliliters. Okay, you need eight hundred and ninety-three cum shots in order to sustain your daily protein needs. Now, if you want to talk milliliters, we're gonna multiply that number by five. That's four thousand four hundred and sixty-four milliliters of cum. You know, it sucks, but somebody's <laughs> gotta do it, and <laughs> that's like four and it's a half. terrible. Dude, that's four and a half liters of cum. Four and a half liters. You'd just be a raisin at that point. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm pretty saying, sure I would okay, just no, but He can't get it. It's like it all wrinkled. And... It can't be yours. It has to be someone else's. Oh, ah. that's not. That's if fun. it was yours, it would be like plugging a power strip into itself. It doesn't work that way. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, it's uh, maybe. Um, <laughs> you can't. Pretty, yeah, like I wouldn't want it. I mean, from my perspective, I'm not. I'm not going to drink just a bunch of different people's cum. What if it was to just protein one person? levels? One, like you committed cum supplier, your CCS. If he could keep up with that, that demand, then, then sure. I mean, at that point, he's just jacking it all day for you. What was it? 4,000 times a day? Yeah. 4,464 yeah. times a day. Assuming though, assuming that he every cum shot or not, and not fucking that every, just... every, every ejaculation produces five milliliters of cum. Yeah. That's a lot of times. Well, good for him. Um, Poor he arms. should be in a fucking museum and not. And not yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> just all forearms. Nothing but but he's just like he's got like an IV of pineapple juice. It's going oh hand. god. Yeah. Anyway, who are we? <laughs> last last call for come random cum facts. <laughs> Hashtag cum facts. <laughs> the more you know. Yeah, so anyways, uh, my dog doesn't get his protein needs from eating used condoms out of the trash. <laughs> 
think before you make witty comments next time, Thought. Did I start this conversation? No. You, your dog, ate a fucking condom. Yeah, you did. You told me you, you were like, oh, maybe your dog was, he needed protein. Okay. That's true. You're you know, right. the next dude to tell That's me, right. like, hey, I got some but protein yeah, I was ex- for you. Yeah, I'm going to school him. Yeah, how much protein do you have? Do you have 4,663 milliliters of cum to fucking sustain me? He's going to be like, get me the fuck out of this apartment. <laughs> he's trying All to right. leave, and then he's like, and then you're just like, no, 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 no. Sit down, pen and paper. Take this Take this down. Take notes. You're going to be quizzed later. You are inadequate, and you must know. <laughs> um, Hi, I'm Amanda. Um, You are listening to Department of the Dead, and... We have a guest on today. You may follow her page. If you don't, you should. Our special guest, why don't you introduce yourself? Hey, everybody. Um, I'm Dex, uh, but you might follow my page, Killer Wannabe. She's also a cum scientist, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I'm a cum so. scientist. Thanks. I prefer the term specialist right now. Maybe a, a cum specialist, a cum studier. Technician. A cum technician. <laughs> cum technician. Uh, and I was a Marine. What makes me uniquely qualified to be on this podcast and talk about this case, though, is that I was an MP. So you're welcome to hate me. I don't really care. I enjoyed it. I liked my time as an MP. I also have an associate's degree in criminal justice. So I know stuff about things. We have the subject matter expert here. Well, more qualified than I am. I don't I don't have that degree or background. Perhaps I just listen to a lot of true crime. Maybe. I do, I do also listen to yeah. a lot of true crime, so you probably get more information out of true crime episodes if you listen to those regularly than you would out of, like, the average criminal justice curriculum. So, sure, probably sure. got plenty and of knowledge. We also have... Thought, and not only am I here every single Sunday with Salty Kilo, but I was at the base and, like, three buildings down from where... We well, guess we haven't talked about the subject yet, but... Three building, three doors down, three buildings down from where Vanessa Guillen was murdered. So that is what we're going to be talking about today. It is a very somber. Oh my! God. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're gonna talk about something me. real somber, guys. Okay. I got my, I got my, I got my camera on a, on a jar of peanuts right now. So. <laughs> you need to get. A, I tell you, you need to get a ring light and just have it like there. And oh shit. Okay, somber subject. We're going to be talking about the Vanessa Guillen case. Right. There is a Netflix documentary coming out here soon. So, like, Thought and I had talked about this for a while back. Like, this was something that we eventually wanted to cover just because, like, us both being from Fort Hood, that was my first unit. I wasn't over at 3CR and her unit, but, you know, I, I know the area, which is really creepy when I see this stuff and I read about it. I'm like, oh my God, I've been there or whatnot. But yeah, that is my my take is like i want to do a lot of the the what do you call them like the true crime uh podcast episodes i've listened to like the documentaries you know i really some of the podcast episodes like i just feel like they didn't do it justice because they were civilians talking about it so they didn't really you know what i mean like they, they just kind of don't get it if that makes sense yeah so but yeah i combed through the fort hood report and was like picking out the timeline details and whatnot and just what i really wanted to highlight was just inadequacies that they that all none of this should have happened full stop but you know just those little things you you look at the timeline you're just like how the fuck did that how just how so all right let me pull this up 
All right, so I have put together a slideshow. I normally do my stuff on Word, but this will help me follow my thoughts a little bit better. I kind of just want to get in the background. Like, time out, time out. For now on, all right, hear me out. And I thought about this like three three podcasts ago. Every time we say thought, we should do something special. <laughs> like what? But not like T-H-O-U-G-H-T, but like T-H-O-T, you know? Like, oh, like, you know, like a siren goes off or something. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Like the blues clues shit? Yeah, like blues clues. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't know the, uh, what we're celebrating necessarily, but maybe we'll get there. We take a shot with our listeners who are probably just crying in their car on their, on their way to work. But Yeah, yeah not, not the ideal time to be taking shots. <laughs> don't drink and drive. Please don't do that. No, I'm taking shots right now. But you're not in your car, are you? Uh, you don't know that. You can't see me. So, uh, <laughs> God's drunkest driver. God's God's <laughs> drunkest driver, but the safest. And they'll never catch me. So, what if in police departments, when they go to take the mugshot, they ha- when they put them instead of like in a jumpsuit, they put them in like a shirt of shame. Like if it was a drunk driver, it'll just like God's drunkest driver. Hell yeah, yeah, let's do it. I don't know. I feel like kids would be like incentive to like. De- drive drunk you gonna get 68 like likes on most, instagram like drunk people don't need like a huge like incentive to drive drunk like the incentive is like already there there's like a lot of people that drive drunk just to get where they want to go yeah yeah convenience sake yeah. i don't know if it's, i don't know if it would create an uptick i don't know if anyone would be like yeah hell yeah i'm gonna go get drunk just to go drive and then get arrested and have to spend ten thousand dollars on this game <laughs> six shirt picture though <laughs> got the likes it was worth it we did have, you know, a whole generation that was eating Tide Pods, so I would not put it past Gen Z to do that. I don't know that. if I would say it was a whole generation, right? And honestly... It didn't even taste good either. Yeah, like, I feel like that was kind of a deterrent right there on its own. It's too spicy. You should have made, like, a more, like, a subtle flavor. Just a little spicy. If I look for my, uh, still, my mild Tide Pods a, instead of the fire. Like Taco Bell sauce. It's <laughs> just, like, on the package, it's got, like, a little note, too. I love those things. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Taco Bell or, or Tide Pods? <laughs> Tide Pods. Yeah. So, Both taste good, but keep going. Okay, so I'm just going to like kind of give a little background of Vanessa, like who she was. She was born September 30th, uh, 1999 in Houston, Texas. Uh, so she's, it's kind of, when I saw that, I was like, oh my God, that's how old my sister, my youngest sister is, or she would have been. But she was a very intelligent student. Uh, she's in the gifted and talented program. She was known as a math whiz, can't relate. It just weeks after her 18th birthday, while she was still in high school, she enlisted in the U.S. Army as a 91 Fox, which is a small arms and artillery repairman. And she was in the delayed entry program her senior year. So she, I, I thought this was a little neat, so I put it in here. Um, she got a 105 on her GT score. I honestly like don't remember what mine was when I enlisted. Uh, I don't think it was very good, though. <laughs> I'm not good at math. For most, for most like army schools, um, if you want to get into school, it should be one of five or higher. Right now, so like if you break three digits, you're you're okay. What's the highest you can get on a GT score? I've seen in the twenties, one I think one twenty six or once. I'm picturing one seventeen and one twenty six is like the highest I've seen. Yeah. And those guys are very intelligent on paper, not necessarily. Right humans but yeah i'm just really good at tests i'm not good at tests like i would memorize answers on chegg and that's how i passed college so 
you don't need a GT score. <laughs> You're going the officer route. Just you got a shit ton of paperwork to do, and you better be good at Excel. But anyway, so she graduated from Caesar uh, Chavez High School, and then she began basic training at Fort Jackson, and then she attended AIT at Fort Lee. Um, and her first assignment was Echo Forward Support Troop. So that would have been like Forward Support Company or the FSC uh, with the Engineer Battalion and 3CR at Fort Hood, Texas. Her family lived about three hours away. So basically every weekend she would go home and um, visit her family. She was really close with them. But of that note, because like she was so close to her family, she saw them all the time. They noted that she had kind of like a emotional decline, like just her demeanor changed from July through October 2019. And she had told that uh, she told her family that while she was away at NTC, uh, she had been sexually harassed and she wanted to leave the army. She was engaged to a man named Juan Cruz, and he had proposed to her in March 2020, which is really sad. So though her spirit started to lift at the beginning of April 2020, tragedy struck in the way of her violent and senseless murder on April 22nd, 2020. And she was posthumously promoted to specialist on June 11th in 2020. And I kind of wanted to get into like the background because the report detailed the sexual harassment that she experienced. Mind you, there was no evidence that like supported the guy who killed her sexually harassed her. And I think that's what a lot of people like kind of mix up when they first hear about the case. They're like, oh, so he was like sexually harassing her. Nobody did anything. And then she he killed her. But I also want to kind of get into that too. Like what happened? So she was first solicited by an NCO to participate in a threesome, and he solicited that in Spanish. I guess when she translated it, when she was talking to her peer about what happened, that's that's what she had said. And her peer told her, like, hey, you should probably report this to the SARC or the VA or the command team. And Vanessa just didn't want to make the report because she didn't want to stir up trouble. The names were redacted in the report, but I can assume that it was probably either a squad leader or something of the equivalent because he did outrank her. The second incident of sexual harassment was when they were out doing an FTX. That was in September uh, September of 2019, and the NCO was doing the uh, nightly perimeter checks, and he had a chem light with them, and he was circling around. She was conducting personal hygiene off away from everybody, and he's like, hey, who is that? And she's like, it's me. And then she like covered herself up and like hid and then was waiting for him to walk away. And then when he came back, he came back to that exact location and he just, he just stopped. She's like, I think he's trying to watch me. And then he finally moved away. And then she, again, she told her peers and her peers were like, you should probably report that. Um, but the shitty thing was her command and her supervisors, they knew about the incidents. Other soldiers attempted to report on her behalf. Others attempted to get in touch with the sharp representatives. Others attempted the open door policy, but the command at the time denied knowing any of the incidents associated with Vanessa. The NCO involved in the field exercise incident caught wind of people talking about what Vanessa had disclosed, and he pulled her aside to apologize. Vanessa would then try to avoid that NCO, like usually finding something else to do, diverting to another task, etc. Like I totally fucking relate to that. Like I've, I've had, it's awful. Like you, you just get that creepy, icky feeling and you just want to get away from like your, your stranger danger alarm goes off, you know? Okay. Sorry. It's, little dry, um, but it kind of gives the, the background of all this. So the April 22nd, 2020 timeline. Vanessa answered her supervisor for a telephonic morning check-in with the barracks, and then she also answered her door. So they marked her present uh, at that time. She then reported to the arms room, the HHT. She was part of HHT, 
reported the, to that arms room uh, at 9.55, and her supervisor opened the arms room in building 9420, while Specialist Robinson had opened Alpha Troops arms room at 10.01 a.m. in building 9421. At 10.03, Vanessa was in the HHT arms room, and she was doing, like, her job, like, tagging broken equipment, but then she had to go check a serial number over at Alpha Troop. So she left her ID card, her debit card, and her keys in the HHT arms room and departed for the Alpha Troop uh, arms room at 10.15. Vanessa texted her supervisor the serial number of the 50 cal machine gun at 10.23 as confirmed by CID. However, we can attribute the screenshot, like the when he showed the screenshot, it showed that it came in at 11.23. But we know, the, I mean, thought you worked in those buildings, like signal is not that good, I'm assuming. Yeah. I... In, in those basements, the second you're down there, especially inside the room, there's not, you don't have a shit till you go outside. Yeah. So we will be posting a schematic of like what that looked like because a lot of people just don't. Arms rooms are different, but this like will really give an idea. Like it, it's kind of creepy. So R Specialist Robinson closed the Alpha Troop arms room at 11.13 a.m. All right. So continuing the timeline, the NCO back at the HHT arms room texted Vanessa at 11.05 and 12.06 uh, p.m., notifying her that he had to close the arms room. He didn't get a response, so he took her belongings and locked them in his desk drawer in his office. And he texted, from what I can assume from the redacted te text, that I, he had texted, I believe it was Vanessa's roommate, but the roommate confirmed Vanessa was not in her barracks room. So later that day, staff duty did the checks. Uh, according to the NCO that did the barracks checks, it was to see if the barracks were kept, not necessarily an accountability report. So after sending the thumbs up text emoji to the group chat uh, that contained like all the squad leaders and the 1600 check, she was like accounted for that way, which was wrong. At 8 p.m., the first calls started coming into staff duty from Vanessa's family because they hadn't heard from her all day. And... The command was notified at 10 p.m. and phone calls between the command and the, her supervisors. It was determined that Vanessa had not been accounted for during the afternoon accountability check, nor during the 1600 barracks check. So the arms room NCO earlier that day was also asked about the last time he saw her and confirmed that the command of the strange incident of her ID card being left, her debit card being left, and her barracks. I'm just like, why? Like, her barracks, like, nobody right. was concerned? Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> It just makes me so, so mad. So sorry about this. Okay. April 23rd onward at 2.30 a.m., there were two-man teams conducting a hasty search of the squadron area, uh, including the parking lot, barracks, motor pool, arms room, hallways. They didn't actually check the arms room. They checked the hallways. And the search said to continue... Like, they stopped the search, and then they were going to pick back up at 6.30 a.m. to let them go to sleep. Uh, Vanessa's sister drove all the way from Houston to Fort Hood's Visitor's Gate. She arrived there at 3 a.m., and the command team's like, hey, we'll come pick you up at 8 and bring you over to the 3CR footprint. Uh, the MP station and the local police stations were also called to check if Vanessa had been brought in, and she ha she was not. The MP investigators were asked to ping Vanessa's cell phone, but they declined because it was determined that she wasn't homicidal, suicidal, or any, like, th any threat. Uh, so after 24 hours, they said they would be able to look into the matter. Vanessa was deemed AWOL, and the command team was able to meet with the family and escort them to the barracks room where they collected her uh, driver's license and debit card. At 10.41 a.m. to 11.44 p.m., this is the part that got me so mad. The Alpha Troop arms room was opened, and they conducted a 100% sensitive items check. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, they definitely saw that Why close not? to the date of the murder. Nothing was amiss. 
Somebody got nothing. beat to death in that room, and yet nothing was amiss. That's that's my yeah. That's what I and Vanessa. What what ended up happening was Vanessa was bludgeoned to death. But I'm just like this dude's not Dexter. You know, like I highly doubt this kid had like tarp laid out so blood spattered and get everywhere. Well, and from what I've heard and what I've read about the case, the motivation for the murder was spontaneous. That it wasn't a planned out thing. So the idea that anything would have been prepped to prevent any kind of blood spatter is a little ridiculous. <clears throat> and the idea that he could have cleaned anything up that well, with the amount of equipment that's in that room, the little nooks and crannies, all that stuff, like the idea that he could have cleaned all of that up and not a single person who's ever checked equipment out of that room since noticed anything. Like you notice like some blood spatter on your weapon or your radio or whatever you've got in the arms room, like and you take a look at it and you're like, what is that? Yeah. But you've already known and you've heard about some things that have gone on with Specialist Robinson and all that stuff. Because that was a rumor going around the unit. Like, it wasn't like no one knew until he was caught. Like, people were talking. People had rumors. Like, there was stuff going around the unit. But the idea that nothing was found in that room, I think, is a huge investigational oversight. Yeah. Yeah. There is... I... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I mean, I've... I've heard too after reading and being there and living close to where Robinson's, you know, I won't give any spoiler, spoiler alerts, but where it ended, there was um, being, being near there, hearing it. Um, I've heard some things that like, and again, this is just like rumoring, but um, Manny, you're probably going to edit this out. Oh, I'm it's sorry. okay. <laughs> That's what I'm here for until we hire an editor. Please donate. Yeah, until... <laughs> I'm I'm finding the document too about the um Oh, I, I I have that in the PowerPoint. If you if you uh go to the drive, it's like one of the last slides. But I pulled that from the report, so I'll actually go down to it. it the title of it is Specialist Robinson was a creep full stop. Trying to give a background of him. He was uh he was a twelve Bravo. He was assigned to Alpha Troop. He deployed to Iraq from May twenty eighteen to December twenty eighteen. But then in March twenty nineteen, an unnamed female described the escalation of creepy behavior. Playful banter increased to unwanted sexual advancements, including direct texts asking her to come to his room. He, like, basically texted her, like, from the from the report. It was, hey, this is, like, kind of out of nowhere, but do you want to have sex? And she goes, no. And then she blocked him. But nonetheless, he was, like, persisting her that and just, he would approach her in person. Oftentimes, like, he would try to, like, entice her with food to get her to come to his room. I'm like... Kind of... she's not an animal dude i guess that's a <laughs> i mean all right Amanda, that was in the drive i'm sorry i am so sorry ragnar is ragnar's pissed right now he got fed maybe he's he got... trying to get into your should, trash you can open the door no he needs some protein yeah. <laughs> we, we don't we don't use those in this household thank you <laughs> That a girl. Yeah. Finally, some sense being made. Sorry, whatever. Got my. You're the minority here, wannabe. Hmm. Said you're the minority here. Are you trying to tell me how to, to the... how to manage my own body? Are yes. You... Are you... No. Wow. Okay. All right. Signing off. <laughs> how would you get that political that... incorrectness out of your mouth? It was at that moment thought knew he fucked up. <laughs> no, you mean. So I'd I'd um so the episode of. Murder with My Husband, which is my favorite true crime podcast, just because the way that they, there's a lot of reasons. They're really cute. And they kind of remind me of my 
uh, long lost Mormon upbringing a little bit, but they did an episode on Vanessa Gann and they, she posts a ton of their sources in her show notes. And one thing that she mentioned about what led Vanessa into the room and what might have been a cause for motive, because um, they do some kind of speculation, but it's it's pretty educated speculation. So they, at the end, they, they take the show and they, they take all the facts and they're like, well, let's answer some of these unanswered questions. So no one can really know what had happened because Robinson and Vanessa were the only two people in the room at the time. But one thing that was mentioned on this other podcast, it was that Robinson was involved with another woman who was currently married. And if Vanessa had found out or because apparently that was also kind of a rumor, like people were starting to talk about that. And if Vanessa knew about it heard that one. or if yeah. she brought it up. That might have been the impetus for him getting upset with her. Something something that would have prompted him to get so upset that he decided that was his way out. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I mean, of like, course is not, like, there's in no way is that her fault. Like, for somebody to think that, like, that's their solution to their problem is insane. But mm-hmm. it's also, like, what, what conversation could have happened? You know, could she have told him no? Could he have tried to make a move on her? Could she have just been, like, gross? You know, and because you're establishing he was a creep, so it's not above him to do something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it. So I actually had had pulled up like the, a year later. There were mm-hmm. uh, nude records came out for the possible motive. Again, like nobody knows except for Vanessa and Specialist Robinson, and they're both dead. There's no cameras, and people. That's the other thing too. People are like, "Oh, well, why doesn't the base have cameras?" I'm like, "You really think that we have CCT? No." We don't have that kind of money. Yeah, that was the other thing that Murdoch, my husband, mentioned. She was like, well, maybe they didn't have cameras because it was a military base and there might have been, like, top secret stuff. I'm like, there's nothing that top secret. No, absolutely not. Like, you could have had cameras outside the arms room. You could have had cameras outside the barracks. You can have cameras in barracks parking lots. Like, and why don't we? How many millions of dollars do we, not to get too political, but how many billions and dollars, billions of dollars have we sent to somebody else's country right now to uh, go fight their war? Could have installed a camera yeah, for a even, couple grand outside of an army. Even if you're not, even if you're not monitoring the cameras twenty four seven, have cameras, let them roll, film. If you need to, if you need to like backtrack and like look at them, hey, at this time, at this place, like what, what did you see? Yep. You know what I mean? Because I, I promise you. Any private on CQ or staff duty is not going to be a good resource to, like, see anything. I will bring up the fact that in Korea, they do have cameras. They do. Mm-hmm. They exactly. do. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And good. in the CQ, like, staff duty area, you see them all on the TV. And then it's noted, like, which ones aren't working. And then DPW goes. And they, they do their thing. They fix them. And then, boom. And I think th- – I wouldn't say that that prevents a lot of things. But it definitely helps with investigations mm-hmm. of, like, timestamps of, like, when – people were in and out of rooms now that's as to yeah. why like i mean in the arms rooms you've got alarms i've never been in armor and i'm not going to pretend to know anything about that but like i know that you have to go to a specific school for it and there's key control there is and that was another thing that was mentioned in the report just like the the key control for the arms room there was never an sop established or if there was, no one had ever seen it. But, you know, you have alarms. Like, there, you have, like, however many seconds to, like, disable the alarm once, once you go in. But if you don't, then the alarm will go off. That's why when power outages happen, that's when the, why MPs are called. And then you have to bring people back to watch the weapons until the system is fixed again. So, again, why, like, we don't have CCTVs in somewhere where there's, like, weapons? I don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah, like that would make a lot of sense. Um, I was raising my hand. I don't know if you saw that. You know what? Damn it. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I didn't see it. Maybe you just have like small hands. So maybe try again. This is just gonna be the bully. That's a pretty big. These hand. hands are full of protein. Like, right? It looks pretty big, but it's also like super close to the camera. Go ahead. All right, one. Fuck you. Say it with your chest. And though. two. Hopefully, your small voice doesn't um, match your hands. <laughs> I'm not gonna engage in into it. But uh, all right. So being on said base, which is historically trash, Fort Hood, Texas. I was an armorer, right? Two buildings down from where Vanessa was killed. I never went to armor school. I had a security clearance. Said unit gave me a pin to be an armor. And that meant I went to wherever the... It wasn't the MPs, where the fuck they were called. Hey, this is your pin. Sick. Don't forget about it. Don't write it down anywhere. Sweet. Um, wow. So that was... And I was an armor at that point. I was in charge of X amount of money in, you know, seven-digit range. Did I know what the fuck I was doing? Absolutely not. But like, hey, I'm responsible for this now. And, uh, but what the one thing, and they were completely negligent. I could do whatever the fuck I wanted down there. But there was response time in terms of something happened with the lock, powers out. The MPs did call me immediately. They were there quickly. So, yes, that was, that was good. And when we get into, like, the, how the building structured and, like, the building would shift a lot because it's old, right? A lot of bases are, especially in Texas. Hmm. The building would shift to the point where there's cracks throughout the center block where you can see where the building's moving. So it shifted a lot to where the door would barely close. So it'd go off like every other night and I'd have to come in. But they were responsive there. But there is definitely not just like an SOP throughout at least three core F or hood where like, hey, you went to armor school, you get a code, you know what the fuck you're doing. One Manda. second, I am so what? sorry. I I will be let right Let the cat back. in. No, I let, can't. Let he, it he'll in. climb on my keyboard and then he will fuck everything up. He's going to go back. He, so I have um I have a uh, in the back part, it's our, our bedroom and bathroom master suite is like an add-on to our house and the door closes where I guess it used to go out to the backyard. But now I use that as snack penitentiary when we have <laughs> food. <laughs> So the sure. cats are back there, but I will be back one second. I need to go put him in snack penitentiary right. because he the is bathroom. so loud. One second. You're good. Okay, I'll just be sitting here on my own. Sorry. <laughs> Ragnar, no. Hey. Here, go say hi to Killer. Say hi, Killer. Say hi, Killer. Hi, cat. Meow. Meow. Oh, my God. I'm trying to figure out how to troubleshoot my camera, but I don't think I can troubleshoot it without completely uh, resetting my computer right now. It's all good. Yeah. At least we can hear you, like, really well, and the audio will be really clear. Yeah, I'll so. just send you a really nice picture of myself. You can put it on there. <laughs> yes, I, yes, good selfie, and we'll... we'll, we'll oh, can you do that? Can I just, like, set yeah. up a selfie? I don't know. I don't know. We're going to find out. Hey. Hey. And action. Yes. Sorry, I had to give Ragnar and Friday some kibble so they didn't think that they were being punished but that's probably why my cat's getting fat but um I'm a bad cat mom I'm not a bad cat mom I give them a lot they've got their own cat room they have their shelves they have their little <laughs> hammock they're fine they got their little lazy boy I love that thing so much my boyfriend was like no we're not we're not doing a cat room we have a cat room now and it's amazing someone just told me to show my toes in the podcast <laughs> Who told you to show your toes on the podcast? Some, I think, it was, I think it's a guy. Oh, do we have people like that can 
live chat with us? No, but I, I just sent a picture that I tagged you both oh. in about, yeah. Nope, he's, uh, he's, he's not, he's a guy at least. At least. If, if, if it was from a woman, would it feel more threatening? No, I think it'd be more appropriate. Are you trying to tell me that you feel threatened by a woman? Or maybe you feel like it's inappropriate for a man to ask for your feet pics? I don't think either is inappropriate. I just would rather give my feet to a woman than a guy. Fair enough. What's with all these fucking deep questions? What are you doing here? What are you trying to, what are you trying to loop me in here? Huh? Huh? Yeah, that's what I thought. I have an echo on my end, Amanda. Oh, you do? Yeah. Hold on, we're gonna, let me just mark this down real quick. Maybe try, like, unplugging and plugging your... No, actually, no, don't do that. Oh, that's a little bit better now. I don't hear myself. Okay, I think we're good. Echo? 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 Nope, we're good. No, I'm, I'm good. Okay. Yep, sweet. Sorry, it was like... I, I have to figure out where that's coming from so I could silence, like, the echo in whosever audio it's coming from. <laughs> no worries. We'll blame Killer. That's okay, I can take it. Can you? I can't. I'm so sensitive. <laughs> Killer knows this. Actually, both of you know this. I am so sensitive. People who are mean online, I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> okay. I'm sensitive too. I cry every night. Yeah. I, I cry so much. <laughs> I wish I could see you right now. I don't like just looking at the letter D. It's not as fun. That's okay. I'll send you a nice picture of me. Yeah. Well, we'll <sighs> no. We'll take a we'll take a screenshot of this and then we'll just um. I'll send we'll take you your your selfie. Card. We'll put it on there. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll send you the one I'll that- Photoshop um, that whale breaching the water with a, with its huge cock. Yeah, it'll be that That'll one. be your picture. <laughs> Hell yeah, my so. cock is huge. Huh? <laughs> so much protein. <laughs> Endless you protein. Of that? Absolutely not. If, anyone, uh, if someone's going to tell me that I'm probably a dick, make sure it's a big one. It almost never is, but, but keep going. Wow, okay, Mr. Small Hands. <laughs> if I just spit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have you know I have a nickname yeah. around here. You look like a spitter. Hey. <laughs> hey, you know what? This is an podcast. equal opportunity. I couldn't give him all the shit. I had to give a little bit more to you, okay? Don't do that. I'm going to cry. He's so sensitive. I don't know Your how content handle it. has like, been I'm almost probably... all about swallowing semen and somewhat spitting it, too. So You guys invited me on here, and you didn't think, like, what you were going to get out of this? You didn't, you didn't know? Yeah, so we kind of didn't factor in the fact that, like, we are bringing in a prior marine guys this is a rookie mistake that was on me my bad <laughs> you know what? there's no prior marines once a marine always marine oh, right? right oh yeah i i'm really sad that you guys can't see me because i am actually wearing my old marine corps uh green sweatshirt that's so cool i wish i could see it yeah so, i wish you could it is pretty cool let's keep going you had to go to boot camp to get one of these i have possum screaming at the moon that's pretty nice <laughs> that is a sick shirt thank you i'm honestly pretty jealous my raccoon and dog shirt are both in the hamper. Sad. Maybe mm. you shouldn't be so messy. Excuse me? <laughs> what the fuck did you say? I didn't say anything. Sorry? Keep going. That's, that's, that's going to text me. He's going to be like, why did you do this? Why? <laughs> she was so mean to me. Um, yeah, well, anyway, well, we're talking. Okay, so no, we were talking about the the motive. Um, yeah, motive. For, yeah, yes. back to motive. Why am I the one with ADHD getting people back on track? I don't know, dude. I'm probably got ADHD too. Yeah, my meds are wearing off. That's why I've got the uh, the wine. That's the problem. Is that you're the one who's on meds and neither of us are. That's why you're the one getting people back on track. Stay on fucking subject, both of you. <laughs> Is he on his meds? <laughs> motive. <laughs> Why are you whispering like I can't hear you? <laughs>
So back to motive. the morbid. Morbid, morbid, motive. The morbid, morbid motive. Mor so yeah, when uh, when I was reading on the updated report of like stuff that came out behind the motive, like because the girlfriend and we'll we'll backtrack on this. So after after Robinson had bludgeoned Vanessa to death, he stuffed her in a tough box, and people had reported seeing him hauling this heavy pelican case like a bunch of people too like from the different podcasts they're like i don't know what a pelican case is i'm like i know what they are and they're like sometimes the big ones are very clunky and awkward and yes biggest case yeah and vanessa was she was tiny she was like five two i think i think they said like five two 120 some odd pounds like she small girl but yeah he had put her in the tough box and if we go to Killer, I sent you the photos, but I also have them on the slideshow as well. So when we are looking at the layout of the arms room, you've got the hallway. It looks like there's a room. There's three rooms. There's the one with the the lockers, the table. It's not that big of a room. Mm -hmm. It's like 12, 15 feet by 8 to 10 feet. Yeah. Am I right on that thought? Because you're the one that did the schematic. Ba based on my based on my memory, yeah, that might be g even generous. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've it, been it inside an arms room before. I've been inside for like inventories and shit. Like I've had to do those, so I've, I'm pretty aware of how small and cramped an arms yeah. room would yeah. be. I think this arms room dimensions, I guess, are not saying like your arms room is any different than any other arms room, but like it's the same building, the same. Mm -hmm outline the same arms room so based on because being an arm myself being an armor in the same building type a few buildings down that was what my sketch was off of i just don't know what room i told you man uh salty like what actual room it is but they're all they're all the fucking same yeah so when you are when you're looking at this picture and this is in a basement so when people are like okay well it was in an arms room like how did no one hear it how did no one like see but this is in a basement this is not like most of the other company area like arms rooms where it's on like the same like the same floor you know people are in and out of there all the time i understand like this was like during covid and there was like you know essential personnel only which the armors were considered essential personnel but yeah that's why nobody like saw going in you know them going in and out they share that's a creepy thing too is like they share the building with the soldiers who actually like live the, the barracks are above the company area that's creepy yep. to me just considering everything that went down no yeah like the and when we go if you when you guys re, uh reference the picture that i sketched mm -hmm. and it's beautiful it is um, beautiful I'm really pretty great. impressed like the details you were able to get with such small hands <laughs> oh my god from the basement, from the to basement detail, to the fine work. <laughs> I will turn this this. Phone you know, off little hands are good right for now. attention to detail. <sighs> Guys, if you're listening, you're doing. You're, I'm so you're mad beautiful. My camera doesn't work. I'm so mad. Oh my gosh. Mm, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. All right. Sorry. So your sketch was really good. All right. Continue. But yeah, regardless of hand size. The basement to the third floor are shared by the same stairwell. So the basement is where the arms rooms are, as well as some supply rooms, all by like military grade locks, like the Fat Johns. And then up to second, first floor is um, the coughs. So like the common operating uh, facilities where like, you know, whoever the fuck you work with, 
that's where like your staff will be company CEO, first sergeant, platoons, whatever the fuck. Basement again will be arms room and supply rooms, and then second and third floor will be barracks rooms. And it's all shared by the same. There's one staircase shared in the middle there. And then there's entrances by the first floor on like east, west, north, and south sides of the building. And the one big difference with the arms room besides the stairwell is you can access it via uh, a ramp. Which in their case goes to a main one way on the east side of like Fort Hood if you're, if you're looking at it. Uh, so one ramp walking down to double doors. Open them up just like double doors would towards you. And then you have access to the hallway and all the arms rooms will be on your right side. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like there is that ramp. So he was able to wheel that tough box out. The ramp and those doors went straight into the basement. He didn't have to lug that tough box up up any flights of stairs at all. No, if you went upstairs, he's going up one flight. But, you know, like you go up one flight, Mm -hmm. you bet you'll turn whatever the fuck you call it. And you have to wheel it by... Sometimes there is CQ in the B's on the first floor. So the unit I was in, there was that unit she was in. They were down there randomly pulling CQ. So I don't know if they were there, if they weren't there. But if he went up the stairs with the tough box, he would have rolled right past them mm-hmm. on the first floor. And then and then the, that door would have spit him out into like a common area where then he could have used the parking lot. But the ramp would have been the best choice, which I'm pretty sure he used. Rolled it up right to right to the parking lots, right to the to the main strip, and that strip less than two miles away is the gate, which she's which is now named after her. Here's a really good question. So we already mentioned that like the arms room itself, the idea that he could have beat someone to death, and with the name like Dex, aka Dexter, um, I know a thing or two about blood spatter. Yeah, so he's he's bludgeoned someone to death, which is. That's a really horrific way to die, and it's a horrific thing to continue to do to somebody because that first blow would have been pretty horrible, and then he continued to do it until she was dead. There's, like, there's a pillar. Blood. If if you see in the in the picture that pillar, I'm assuming that that's like a support beam of some kind. Yeah, uh, it's load. Be- I'm assuming it's load bearing, and every arms room there was one pillar load bearing, like direct, not in the middle, but like when you enter the arms room door closer to you than it is further there's one kind of in the center in in each of them so if if there ended up being blood and i'm not giving cid or mps any trash because no it's not it trash because like i mean i i, I am i worked times. with Hood cid like oh great okay the well they're called, fucking idiots and he's called like if i was a soldier signing up my weapon and i and some fucking goon cleaned out you know fucking took a a paper towel to my M4 with bl- and there's blood on it. I wouldn't have any fucking idea if there was or is bl- dry blood on it. If I took my gun out tomorrow from the from the arms room, and there's dry blood on it, I'd be like, "What the fuck is this? I don't know." Sure, but you might. It's not from that, Vanessa. You might be thinking that if nothing had happened, but let's say you saw that on your weapon after you had heard a rumor. Yeah, about if I've heard a rumor that. Yeah. If I heard a rumor that Dex or Robinson slaughtered Vanessa in my arms room and there's dry fucking blood on my M4, yeah, I would probably ask questions. Basically, I just have an issue with the fact that, like, that was her last known location. And the fact that CID did not do any sort of, like, crime scene analysis. They, they, they didn't do a crime. Yeah, exactly. Like, that, that should have been considered a crime scene. That was, like, her last known location. Her ID card and stuff or, like, any other, any other cough 
area well, of the and here's room. the thing. Like, okay, so freaking Robinson wasn't seen with blood on him by anyone. So he he killed somebody. He beat somebody to death. And I'm not gonna I'm gonna assume he didn't plan to kill her when he came into the arms room that morning. Would he have would it have been typical for him to bring a change of clothes with him to the arms room? Or did he kill somebody in that arms room with a fucking hammer, right? And then any kind of back spray, any kind of blood spatter is going to be on him. And no one saw that. I think their ex- excuse is quarantine. If you're not looking for something, like, what are you really observing? Uh, killer, have you ever lived in the barracks? Yeah, absolutely. All right, you walk by a soldier, right? And he's, he's got know, blood like on maybe... him? I'm going to ask a question, 100%. Did he have did he have blood on him? Well, that's probably thing, not. It, no, I think he probably, probably did. Probably not. And even if he had OC, if he, even if he's wearing OCPs, how how noticeable is blood on him on his body? I've bled in OCPs before, and it's not like that noticeable. And if you're not looking for fucking something, you're not going to see. How it. much blood did so, you hey, have on the OCPs though? Did you beat how someone? How much blood did he? I don't fucking like. Okay, so like, but, let's right. equate this. Like you got Take, into a fight, you hit somebody in the head with a hammer. And then you were touching their body, okay, in order to mash it into a pelican case, and you cleaned up blood. Now you've got all of that on you. You've got some kind of transfer on you. So either he went to a bathroom and tried to clean himself up first, and no one saw him do that. Are there uh, th- are there no. locker rooms? No. Okay. That was my first First question. floor. First floor, there's one bathroom, and it's unisex. Okay. So maybe so- he went up to his barracks room, because barracks are on top of the building, right? So he went up to his barracks room and nobody saw him from the armory to his room? It was during, like, the lockdown. Like, they were they were quarantined. Like, they weren't supposed to leave their barracks unless they absolutely had to. Just for clarification, whoever's listening, it's uh, one of those barracks where the outside is open. So it's not indoor. You don't mm-hmm. access your room from inside. The outside, the, you can, you, it's, you're outside. Right? Okay. And and she was so Vanessa was wearing civilian clothes like that was noted in like the notes. So, she wasn't actually supposed to be at work that day. Like she wasn't scheduled to be in. She got called in. Yes, but they were allowed to. If they were essential personnel, they were allowed to work in civilian clothes. So my thought is Robinson was wearing civilian clothes too. I don't know this for a fact, so don't like take my word as like this is what happened. Okay. But if he was wearing like black, I don't think blood would have showed up on black clothing. Okay. My my point is, and again, uh, OCPs, civilians, if you are not one, like situationally aware of like who's around you, if you're just walking by him, you're doing your own thing, you're not just going to like look or notice blood on somebody. Right. But I mean, to, to Killer's point, it's, though, it, he would have been drenched. Like, I don't know if I would say drenched necessarily, but he definitely would have been pretty messy. And there, he yeah. would have had to have cleaned himself up at some point. Because if you're going to hit somebody with a hammer, there's going to be a lot of blood on you. There's going to be a lot of blood on your hammer. There's going to be a lot of blood around you. Like, killing somebody is a messy thing to do. My hamster! So I'm just saying, like, the process of him having to clean up and that entire process not being noticed, I think is unusual. And I guess my entire point in that is saying like, I think somebody saw something, somebody knew at some point in this cleanup process, someone knew something. I'm not saying they knew everything, but I'm, I'm saying somebody knew a thing and they didn't say anything about it. 
somebody else knows besides Robinson and Vanessa, but, and again, I'm not defending the, the dude who murdered her. If you take a hammer, you swing it away from you into somebody's skull or body, the blood is going to be less on you than it is anywhere else. But he handled so, her entire body. He handled her body, putting her in the case. The blood's going to get on him. It's going to be on him, yes, but he's not going to look like a fucking horror movie. Like, I've seen dead bodies in real life, and, like, it's not... He's not just going to have a white t-shirt full of blood. No, but he's... Okay, okay, so have you ever buddy-carried somebody? Like, buddy-dragged? Where you got to pick somebody up by the shoulders? And, mm-hmm. okay, so now that entire... Like, their head and their shoulders covered in blood. Okay, you pick that person up. Because he had to pick her up in some fashion to put her into that pelican case. He's not dragging her into yeah, that pelican case not... by his feet. He's not picking her up with his fingertips trying not to get bloody. He's picking her whole body up. I don't think he's... Yeah, but he's not putting her over his shoulders either. No, but like, I would, okay, if, if so if you're going to me, me being a bigger... Go pick somebody up right Me now. being they're, a bigger... Their head and their shoulders... Me being head. a bigger... Me being a bigger guy, I would... And she was laying on the floor. I would probably grip her from her armpits like that. Yeah. And put her inside of a box. I'm like, I am... Granted, I don't think it was planned either, like you guys were saying. So he had no... There was no, like, tarps or shit... Or gloves. Do you think you could have picked up but 125 I, to 130 pounds and not had that weight close to your body? Like, could you pick up 125 pounds with your arms fully extended so that her head and shoulders didn't touch your chest? Is what I'm saying. If it's a pel, if it's a pelon case or a tough box, and it's we'll say 24 inches off the ground, I think I could. Yes. Yeah. So there, we also kind of taken take into account like how big Robinson was. Yeah. He wasn't that big of a guy. Right. I don't and, know that. Okay, yet, so, so. I, I've seen your Instagram. I see you, like, deadlift, right? Hey. How hey, often? What are you looking at? Oh, okay, this is this is about to be a compliment for you, <laughs> so just hold on, little hands. Um, okay. So. Whoa. <laughs> why, is that my, why is that the thing now? Keep going. <laughs> He's like, don't make this a thing. So you deadlift pretty well, okay? <laughs> like, your weight, like, the weight that you lift, you're, you go to the gym. Like, you work out. You're a fit guy. We don't know that Robinson was that fit. Like, I am a fitness coach. Like, I coach a lot of people and a lot of different body types, a lot of different fitness levels. And the ability to lift something with your arms stretched out in front of you properly, like, it, it's a struggle. So if you've ever, like, done, like, a, a, a squat with, like, just a, a small kettlebell with your arms extended straight out in front of you, which is really tough because I don't have a video to, to demo this. But that's really hard on your core. Like, I'm saying that, like, a guy like him who's not very experienced with fitness is probably going to bring the weight closer to his body because that's intuitive. He's going to lift her up off the ground, her whole body. And I'm going to say her shoulders and head, which would at this point be covered in blood, are going to touch his body. Arms, chest, possibly some of his face, if it's not already got blood on it from the process of killing her is now going to have blood on it and now he's going to put her in that case yeah Yeah. it's so i i do know that like when and we'll kind of get into this later because i i derailed from my notes a little bit but i'm loving this like the discussion that we're speculating and that's just what what listeners can take away from this is like we're we're speculating based on what we know about with killer's view with with like fitness and like lifting mechanics etc and then you know we've got thoughts um schematic of where like the murder happened and whatnot is so just thoughts thoughts thoughts. so just just take this i would say take this with a grain of salt but like 
you know, we, we actually kind of know, they know what they're talking about. <laughs> what we're speculating is not necessarily fact. I just want, that's the bottom line I want to get yeah. out of this. So hold on. Bef- bef- and I have a, I have a terrible memory. Like I, if I don't write it down, it's gone. Right. Early onset Alzheimer's. So what I, also, and that is like, I wanted to tune earlier. CID and the police had an idea that Robinson had it. Like they knew kind of like this was the dude they were looking for who done it. Classic who done it. But what they're looking for was like that one strong piece of evidence which ended up being like uh phone pings. And if I'm like going too far ahead, Amanda, please stop me. You're good. No? Okay. <laughs> You're good. Was Robinson phone pings that night, uh the day she's missing, South Texas, uh, like hour to two hours south of Fort Hood in this area. And not too far after that, um the police uh, the marshals, Texas Rangers are looking in that area. Hey, phone pinged here from said guy with this woman who, you know, they were involved that day. Uh, they never found her. So they're like, okay, we have a fucking idea that this guy might be the dude. And he communicated with who? His girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, who we might be talking about later, probably. So this this kind of goes in like the timeline of what I had for like the, the you know, after after the murder. So we, we covered the murder, like what happened bludgeon to death stuffed in a pelican case and he drove her off post and the arms room was closed at 11 13 a.m so from the time vanessa was there like this whole thing was like arms room was opened at 10 for robinson robinson closed that arms room at 10 or at 11 13 so i believe he came back this wasn't in the report, but he came back to clean up. Now, do you guys just want me to go into like the the months following and like what steps were taken? Because it kind of like gives at least a report gives a little bit of an idea of like the inadequacies of CID. Which mm-hmm. I will I will sidetrack from this real quick. I have worked with Fort Hood CID. They, I cannot tell you how like bewildered. I think that is the best word I can I can speak now intelligently. But I was. So I was the company XO and my company, when I uh, moved over to the med brigade at Fort Hood, I was the rear D commander because I was still on dwell time. So I had like everybody who was back at Hood while everybody else was at Fort Knox. Well, come to find out, I got pulled into the command star major's office. I had, and this is a clo- I'm almost positive this is a closed case by now. So I'm, I'm, it's been a couple of years. I think I'm safe to talk about it. They're like, hey, there's this guy that works with you. He's one of your one of your soldiers. And we have strong evidence to believe that he might be a terrorist. I'm like, come again? Basically, they had secured hard drives that he had, some of them being in Arabic. Um, he was trying to fly a mail order bride in from Lebanon. He was a barrack soldier because he was divorced. Uh, but he was storing his weapons at an off post, um, like a ton of weapons, storing them in a storage facility. Off wrong post. With that? They what? What? What'd you say? I said there's nothing wrong with that. Right. But, but I mean, like you're looking at like every like little like detail. They have been monitoring his phone. They've been monitoring like what he was doing. I mean, like they had a really strong case that this guy was potentially like, you know, going to do something bad. Very shady individual. Sure. Very shitty. Yes. And so I, I was like sitting there and I was like getting filled in. And I'm like, well, first of all, I knew nothing of this, but I was like, I looked at CID, like the agents. I was like, so when are you going to like arrest him? And they're like, well, we can't do that yet. I'm like, 
I mean, what 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 do you want? Like a a, a a written confession or something? Like what what else do you do you need? They're like, well, we don't want to like interfere yet because we don't want to tip him off that he's being followed. I'm just like, so are you waiting for like disaster to happen? Is that what you're waiting for? Okay, so there's like standards of proof, right? So there's um, reasonable suspicion, and then there's probable cause, and then there's without a shadow of a doubt. So are the stages that you have, those kinds of, and you know, there's a lot of like in between there. Yeah. Without a reasonable doubt, that is the standard that you need to convict somebody of a crime, right? Mm -hmm. That's, that's, you're like 95 to 99% sure somebody committed this crime. Yeah, there might be like a 1%, but that's not necessarily reasonable. If you're 95% sure somebody committed a crime, you should put them away. That's reasonable. Like that's without a shadow of a doubt, okay? Okay, so and then you're gonna look at like reasonable suspicion to probable cause. Reasonable suspicion is when you start asking some questions. Probable cause is the kind of standard of proof that you're looking at when you need to arrest somebody or um, search somebody for property and take that property off of them. So when we look at like standards of proof for arresting somebody for committing a crime, there's like reasonable suspicion is what those CID officers are coming to you and telling you, okay, so I have reasonable suspicion to believe that this person is doing something that's not legal. That is the kind of standard of proof that you need before you start questioning somebody in relation to a crime. Like you can, as a, as a police officer, you can ask somebody questions at any point, right? Yeah. And as long as they're willing to answer you, you can keep asking them. But when you start asking them questions about a crime that you think they've committed, now is when you need to start like reading them their rights. And when you need to read some of their rights, they start to shut down. Okay. So obviously at some point you have to read them their rights because you actually suspect that they have committed a crime. And that is probable cause. So it's like, if you're just going to take like a DUI, for example, somebody's swerving on the road. Okay. I have reasonable suspicion. Okay, they're swerving on the road and it's two o'clock in the morning and I just watched their car come from the direction of the bar that just shut down. So now I have reasonable suspicion to pull them over. Okay. And I think, I'm already thinking in my head, maybe they're drunk. I'm going to go up to their window and now I'm going to ask them some questions. And now I can smell some things and now I can tell from the way they're behaving, they might be drunk. Now I have probable cause to believe that they have been drinking and they're driving which is illegal. Mm -hmm. So now I'm going to pull them out. I'm going to do an SFST. I'm going to, I'm going to know for sure. And then I'm going to arrest them. That's probable cause. Yeah. So you can present all that evidence and that's going to lead to an arrest and conviction. So this is why we have killer on here because she can. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Keep talking with your tiny hands over there. To be fair, I was in law enforcement before the military. So it's fine. Are you just trying to say, oh, I knew all this stuff already, Killer. You really need you. Well, I'm not talking to you. I'm not trying to educate you. You're educating me. I don't understand. Yeah, she appreciates me. I've ran from the cops before, but that was at a college party. (laughs) I was was super straight age growing up. I don't know if you could tell. (laughs) But so, I mean, like, yes, I I, like from back back to my point, like, you know, they had all this stuff and I now like getting at like, hey, like they couldn't arrest him because they they didn't have enough. Mm-hmm. but it was still terrifying to think about and there was another incident like it was right after i i was like talking with cid literally like my friend had a guy who was stalking her like actively stalking her like driving by her house like her roommates like they knew the car they were telling him like 
they were telling CID, it's like, hey, like, th- this guy is back. Like, and they're like, well, sorry, there's nothing we can really do. And it's outside of like, our jurisdiction because it's off post. I'm just like, so it, I don't know. I, I just have like my frustrations. And I know that there's like, there's, there's lines that you have to hit or whatnot. But like, it's still like so frustrating, especially when you're looking at Vanessa's case where like her cell phone pinged in that area. Okay. We know that. We know that Robinson and his girlfriend, Cecily, when they took the body out and God, it was just reading, reading like what they did to her body. It's just, it's awful. What did they do? I think, I, I think it's important that you say it. Honestly. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll talk, I'll talk about it. Cause I, I've got the, I've got the thing pulled up and, oof. but you know, they have all of this evidence of like, this is probably where Vanessa is. Mm-hmm. And Robinson was the last person to see her alive because she went to that arms room. He was in that arms room. He was the one that opened that arms room. And I'm just like, what else are you waiting for? It took them 60 plus days to do anything. Well, I think it just speaks to the fact that they didn't need to be waiting that long. They waited until they were absolutely confronted with either evidence or the need to do something so uh, that it would not result in more bad PR. That's yeah, why they so, actually did something. They didn't do it because it was PR aside. PR aside, like I, my understanding, like what I read was, hey, we know this is our guy. When they found her body at the shallow tough box grave, burnt pieces of the tough box Pelican case, whatever. We'll get into that. Okay, boom. The ping, the ping from the, his phone to this area, to this body, to the arms room. This is our guy. This is when we know it's him. And that's when they're like, okay, Robinson is green light go. He's ours. Did they know it was him the whole time? My opinion, yes, they did. They waited till literally shit. Okay, we Beyond found, a reasonable doubt. Yeah. Is what yeah. They're we and found they a fucking her thigh here. Yeah. But like, why? To bring him in and question him before they ever found her body. By the time they found her body, you have probable fucking cause, which means you could have no shit arrested him. The fact that they let him be watched by someone else while they were like, yeah, this is the guy, just uh, hang oh. on to him, right? Let you me get into that. Cause that... to arrest him. And maybe they wouldn't Can have gotten a confession. That? They didn't need a confession. And to this day, we still have not needed a confession. Like, it would have been really great for closure. But to this day, in order to know the details, we'd never needed a confession from Robinson in order to tell the story of this case because all of it has come from Regardless of like your response, I don't know, just military training in general is, it is what it is. So with, with CID and I'll, one last thing about CID before I get into this timeline, I'm so sorry. Um, but one last thing about CID is when they actually get good at their job and I'm just reading on this, like what, what happened? Like, why did CID, like what, what's going on with Fort Hood CID? So basically they were one understaffed two, when they actually get good at their job and they're recognized for being good at their job, the U.S. Army will yank them from said job and take them to the Pentagon. And that's where they work. Sure. So anyway, let me let me just real quick get into the, the timeline. It's not it's not too, too long. And then um, I've got the article pulled up about the stuff that came out about a year later. So, so April, this is when there was a $15,000 reward for any information about Vanessa. 3CR was providing command channel updates, but in regards to Vanessa, there was no detectable battle rhythm event uh, at the installation level to address her as a missing soldier because CID was, quote, responsible for a missing persons case. So there's no, like, 
at least with the installation, like that command group was like not, I mean, they were tracking it, but they weren't like, Hey, what's the update? What's going on? What's going on? Whereas they would be doing that if it was a missing weapon or a missing nods, but they weren't doing it for a missing person. Anyway, so the 25th of April, the forward support troop discontinued searching for Vanessa. And the reason for that, which I kind of agree with is due to the risk of traumatizing troops. If specialist Guillen was discovered by her own unit, I get that. 3CR actually was, and this is from the report, they actually were, like, actively searching for her. It's just the rest of the post was not, like, I mean, thought you were there. Like, you guys weren't out there searching. I didn't, again, I wasn't 3CR or 4Hood. If it wasn't for Instagram, because that's my only social media I have, I wouldn't know she was missing. I wouldn't know she was missing for a month. I, you wouldn't, there's no, I mean, Army posts don't put flyers out for missing people, but... I didn't fucking know. I had, I had no goddamn idea, and I worked next to her. I didn't know. So, yeah. actually, my um, my ex was on Fort Hood at the time that she went missing in April, but he was there for, like, a deployment workup, and his unit had actually heard about it, had heard about her, like, going missing and people searching for her, um, and he's not entirely sure about like what he heard then and what he heard later because he but he knew about it and people were talking about it in his little group which is a completely separate unit right and they were like north fort hood they'd heard about it up there so it's really odd that like how they heard about it and you know thought like your unit and everybody didn't hear about it well that's that's a that's just the thing like when you have a when you had that missing person whereas we have a, a we've had as they discovered, as they were searching for Vanessa and they uncovered that other soldier who had been missing and they marked him AWOL, just the fact that, like, when soldiers go missing, they aren't tracked the way they are with a weapon. Like, they don't shut down posts until they find that weapon. Mm-hmm. They didn't shut down posts until they found Vanessa. They didn't. They carried on. They She wasn't even part of the battle rhythm event is what I was, like, trying to, you know, from that was what I was trying to get at. It's just, like, it. it's, regardless, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep moving on um, and what not okay so platoon sergeants and above they did conduct 100 percent barracks checks and searched the nearby areas as well on the 29th of april cid uh they contacted texas equisearch which um they actually did a lot for this case they uh, cid contacted contacted them telephonically seeking assistance with the specialist vanillas oh my god specialist guillen's search efforts so now we're getting into may there's still a 15 dollar reward 3CR continued to conduct repeated searches of the barracks and developed a missing trooper battle drill. Vanessa's family came to Fort Hood, and that's when they started uh, doing the protests outside that gate. Um, and they were very active on social media. They got, um, what's that, what is that celebrity's name? Selma. Salami, uh, I can't say Selma it either. Yes. When she actually brought that, that was issue, the big one. Yeah. That, it blew up nationwide, blew up. Everybody knew about it. Um, May 4th, the name redacted for this, but we can assume that it was somebody in S1. Uh, somebody in S1 tried to change Vanessa's duty status and email po to from AWOL to missing, but the entry was deleted 12 minutes later, stating that he couldn't remember who told him to change it back to AWOL, but it was changed back to AWOL. So May, this is the frustrating part too. May 19th to the 26th, Major General uh, Eflant, sure, E-F-F-L-A-N-D-T, Eflant. He was hesitant to use social media later in the month of May to quote from a sworn statement. When I asked him, he said, I'm not ready to face this yet. I just, I had to take a step back. Like when I was texting you guys, like I was getting heated. That this is the part that was getting heated. So he's, he said, um, I don't, 
I don't know if it was a desire to keep it at a lower level or what motivation was behind it. And the guy was saying that I just felt deflated. I said, sir, we're at the point where we can't roll this back in. Like it's, it's already out. You know, celebrities are tweeting about this. So in June, the reward went up to $25,000. So Texas EquiSearch conducted sonar searches of smaller lakes in the area, yielding no results. June 19th to June 22nd, there were people on social media alleging that Vanessa was being held in tunnels underneath Fort Hood, which is kind of wild. But um, I've heard all. Yeah. So in response, RES, CID, Provost Marshal, DPW, and Conservation S experts conducted analysis of natural caverns on Fort Hood in order to determine the likelihood of somebody falling in. No results from the search. June 23rd, the first time Major General uh, Effelant met with Vanessa's Gia's family was also this, the first time, and I want to say the only time, uh, he met with them. And then that was his first time meeting uh, Congresswoman Sylvia Garcia, who was advocating for, you know, behind the I am Vanessa Guillen hashtag. She was a big part of it. She yep. came, she came up the hood a few times. Yeah. By the end of um, June, sorry. Uh, but by the end no. of June, um, Vanessa's remains were found near the Leon river. Okay. So June 30th, CID contacted Vanessa's unit and requested three CR keep special. This is where it gets fucking frustrating. I'm so sorry, you guys. CID contacted uh, 3CR to keep specialist Robinson under guard and not let him out of sight because they wanted to speak with him. An NCO was directed to watch Specialist Robinson for the next 24 hours as Robinson was restricted to the barracks under quarantine because he was at the gym working out. The guy who he worked out with, like, caught COVID. So that was, like, their cover story. It was like, you have to – anyway. Um, so the NCO told was told not to notify Robinson about CID. Rather, they told him uh, for breaking quarantine protocol – However, Robinson had his phone with him the whole time, and the media got wind that Vanessa's remains had been found. So as you can imagine, Robinson got wind about that. So at 5.20 p.m., staff duty notified Robinson that he would be held at Alpha Troop Conference Room with an NCO oversight intended to be conducted in shifts. So they were, they were rotating shifts. 5.30, Robinson was notified, reported to the staff duty desk, where staff duty watched him until Alpha Troop NCO arrived. First ship picked up Robinson let him go get his things from his room that he would need to spend the night, and then escorted him to the Alpha Troop conference room. The conference room door was the only entry and exit point, and it remained open. Specialist Robinson was in civilian clothes in possession of a cell phone, and he was actively on his cell phone during the time while he was under watch. And he was wearing in-ear headphones. Uh, his demeanor was described as relaxed, but not upset, or sorry, was relaxed, but he was upset that he was being watched. 6.32 p.m., Robinson wanted to go get his Nintendo DS from his room. The NCO escorted him to and from without incident. 8.45 p.m., Relief NCO arrives, gets the lowdown, assumes watch duty. 9.51 p.m., Robinson requests to use the latrine up in his barracks room. The NCO accompanies him, and then Robinson spends a couple minutes searching his room but failed to find whatever it was that he was looking for. I have no idea. But this is maybe, and this is me speculating, maybe he got a weapon from his room yeah i'm gonna speak because because he had we'll get into like how he died follow on yeah. follow on but like that was not a military weapon that he had used it wasn't clear but what the nco was saying he wasn't sure what he was looking for uh robinson left his nintendo ds in his barracks room at 9 58 p.m a group text message was sent stating if specialist robinson leaves his new quarantine circumstances tackle his ass and call the mps however the nco who's watching him at the time was not in that leadership group chat and did not receive that message so 
10 p.m., Robinson made a phone call. The NCO on duty assumed it was his mother because he heard him say, quote, don't believe everything you hear about me. Then Robinson made another phone call. This one was whispered, and the NCO on duty couldn't make out what he was saying. At 10.02 p.m. to 10.04 p.m., Robinson begins pacing and moving towards the door. The NCO tells him to get away from the door and sit down. After a few warnings, Robinson sat down. But then at 10.05 p.m., Robinson escapes the conference room. The NCO attempted to pursue and then notified another NCO of Robinson's escape. This is why you need to be in shape. 10.05 to 10.08 p.m., staff duty hears a loud bang, and then they, hear, then they see somebody running away from the unit, but they can't make out who it is. The guard NCO then arrives and uh, informs staff duty that Robinson escaped. They call the MPs, who arrive on scene within a matter of minutes. Local news and national news quickly reported uh, Specialist Robinson as a suspect in the murder of Vanessa. So it was around 1 a.m., there was a standoff between Robinson and the police off of Rancier Drive, which if anyone from Fort Hood knows about Rancier, like, you don't go there after dark. On Fort Hood, on the base? No, this was off This was off the base. So he escaped. Like, they were right. monitoring he escaped, the... He, okay, so he's off base at this point. Yeah, he, he escaped off base. I it didn't uh, anywhere i was looking did not state how he got off base hold but up, he got off base hold up question so they know can he's I, escaped can I... they know he's escaped and they don't notify the outgoing gates to pop barriers and check that's a good point and from what i can gather no they didn't cuz that's like a so i've i've worked at two separate bases so like even there goes my wine <laughs> even at like camp pendleton so like ibukuni so i was stationed at ibukuni i was stationed on camp pendleton and even on camp pendleton like, if we had something where it was, like, block outgoing traffic, like, all that is is, like, a fucking call. It's a fucking call to PML and say, hey, block outgoing traffic. We need to monitor anyone who leaves this base. Yeah. That's from, where he is, from where he escaped, whether it be what is now Vanessa Guillen Gate or which is uh, the airfield, what we call the airfield gate. Amanda, if you know where, like, yep. the cab is, where yep. the... That gate there, Vanessa gang gets closer, but uh, they're they're not far. I mean, you can run yeah. there. They're both under two miles. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, initial initial reactions from what I heard, and at the time I did not live. I lived probably a mile from where he killed himself. I heard he. At this is initial reaction was, he was dressed up as a woman with a wig. I remember uh, reading about that. I can't find anything yeah. about that now. Yeah. That this is. Yeah, me either. And uh, so, hey, he escapes, dress ups as a woman. Police are like, okay, like, you know, we're looking for somebody. Who the fuck are you? Did he have a disguise stash somewhere? I, maybe. The dude blows his head off. But that was, that's what I heard. Yeah. Well, and here's, here's the other thing, too. I believe Cecily was with the, um, from what I was reading, that she was in contact with like the police and they were monitoring the call that she was making to Robinson. So it was not Cecily who helped him escape post. Did anyone so somebody I, I, helped him escape? I don't put it across just maybe there's gaps in the fucking the chain where the guy walked off the fucking base, regardless of what like the security posture was. And not for not necessarily for it's a Fort Hood thing or MP thing or CID thing. It's just you know how the fucking military is in general, where maybe the guy just fucking walked off the fucking base. I don't Somebody, know. Like, or he drove probably off it. saw something, knew it was yeah, cool, didn't understand the context. Like you said before, like maybe somebody saw something and didn't understand what they were looking at. 
and then come to find out later they're like oh shit that's what it was and now they're gonna not say that because they don't want to get in trouble you don't want to be the fucking fap you know the guy that got sent to you used to be a cook and you got sent to go guard gates for six months with the mps right like i don't know if that happens in the army it happens in the marine corps all the time it does yeah yeah it's called a red cycle tasking you can very easily especially where he was jump a fence and leave the base or maybe get bolt cutters and cut a makeshift hole and escape sure it's it's a chain can... that's the other thing that people don't understand who are like civilians who are like like how how did that happen i'm like i don't think people realize like maybe you can't hop the fence because it's got barbed wire on the top but god damn it you could definitely i'm not giving you any ideas but you would definitely cut that shit mm-hmm. oh and you Iwakuni had a problem or a rock on they'd top of a, it they'd cut a hole in the fence and they were getting in and off base through the hole in the fence all the time yeah yeah Either cut a hole in it or throw a rug or your a strong coat, anything on top mm-hmm. of it, and go over the sea wire, bob wire. I would squeeze um, through the gate, uh, like where I parked at the motor pole when I was at uh, Fort Stewart. Like yeah. I could squeeze yeah. through that thing okay. easy. Okay. Like the back side of it, where there's a gate. Let me add this plug in real quick, and it might be off topic. However, I still hate it because it's been two years now. Uh, so, U.S. Army, what the fuck moments. Right? Yeah. Very proper page. I used to like them. I fucking hate them now. But when this was happening, right, they have a huge outreach. They have over a million followers, million, million views, whatever. If one of our brothers or sisters are missing, who else would you rather, if the, if the civilian news outlets aren't, like, expressing it, right? And we think it's a real thing, which it clearly is and was. I reached out to them. as like, hey, like, Vanessa has been missing for X amount of time. There's some suspicious evidence about her, like, whereabouts, right? And I brought this up before, but they were like, no, we need more evidence. I'm like, I understand that. She's missing. So, like, you sharing a picture of her with, like, whatever the fuck is happening, like, would probably be a good, like, indicator, like, maybe more people to reach out with, uh, you know, like, what has happened. Uh, no, they, they passed me to three or four admin. They threatened to, like, dox me and block me and, like, said I was threatening them. I'm like, no. like I'm asking you I'm to very share clear. a picture of somebody who is missing. I'll reactivate, reactivate my Facebook page because I did it as a civilian to, like, bring it up. Yeah, I was like, I'm very clearly just asking, like, hey, can you, like, share a picture of her? Say, hey, missing soldier or whatever. 911 if you see her. But, no, they, like, threatened me. And if you go and I'm not... Uh, another certain page ran by three warrant officers. I think we know who that is. Uh, oh, we know who they that don't, is. I think I know who that is. Good old. They don't. Yeah. They don't like that page for good reasons, and I, at this point, I agree with them because they have political ties in nature, high up with stars and birds and cur- you know. So yeah, and they were pretty fucking rude, and I didn't appreciate it, and now she's dead. And at the, at the end of it, they, like, were all about pretty much everything besides, like, what, besides, like, the truth. So I remember this because, like, this was the time that I was actually, like, getting into, like, the whole meme world was, like, with this, you know, the I am Vanessa Guillen movement. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, like, I was talking to, oh, my God, who the fuck was I talking to? Anyway, so she, her, her, like, either significant other or somebody, like, they worked with the the police department, I want to say, either the police department or Texas EquiSearch. And I was getting, like, the update, like, hey, 
don't say anything because like you know they haven't notified or they haven't like arrested robinson yet but they they found her remains and my my significant other like confirmed this like they you know based on the fact that it was like dark hair that was found in that area it was vanessa so it's just it's so creepy to like think about like how we were like involved with this in a way you know i i would say and i'm not like sucking meme pages dicks here but if it wasn't for like meme pages like large pages that were very persistent um which are all still active today like you and i the you know you know like the normal mill meme culture yeah they absolutely had a huge role in this but that will never receive credit because you know Oh, no, you, you hear stuff all the time that happens, like, on the news and stuff, and, like, we're, like, the the military, like, Instagram, yeah. like, never, they never say it by name. I'm like, you know who we are. So you might as well just say it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, like, it's like, you, you're going to share pictures, and you're going to share, like, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm, my brother, he went missing, and I'm worried that he might hurt himself. Like, please, anyone, come find him. Like, think about if you had said that about Vanessa Guillen, instead of being like, hey, she's missing, we don't know what happened, everyone's going to make whatever assumptions they want, but it's like, I see them all the time, we share them all the time, everyone goes crazy, they're like, oh, you know what, maybe if I just share it, the one person who knows will see it, and it's like, why, why would a page like that ask, more, ask for more evidence, why would you need any more evidence, like, who the fuck, did, you're not CID, you're not the MPs, like, and, and as soon, and... As soon as an MP does something stupid, you're willing to to talk about how much, how many rules you want to break and how much you hate the MPs and all that shit. Why the fuck would you care about military law at all? Just share the fucking photo. Just share the post. It's, it's, it's sickening. Like when you, when you get into like the, and that's, I think the best, the best analogy I can make about how military meme culture is, is if you've ever seen that Netflix show the circle mm-hmm. that is the best way i could describe it like there are a lot it's it's this whole thing there's alliances there's like you know you know kicking <laughs> some points i mean you can go ahead and dox me if everyone knows who the fuck i am but it's just like the doxing like the kicking off like discrediting people for what they say that they've done versus what they've actually done like all of this stuff like it's a, it's like an intricate little yeah like i if you're worried about being doxed don't have a mean page if you're worried yeah. about being doxxed, don't be on Instagram. You have any idea how easy it is to find you? Like, you have any idea how easy yeah. it is? Like, it's it's ridiculous that you would hide behind it. The only reason I don't have my photo up here is because my my freaking camera doesn't work. My last name is Dexter. You can, I mean, you can find my service records. You can find everything about me. Like, I run a fucking meme page because it's fun. I'm also completely out of the military, and I'm off my IRR time. So, like, I'm a total civilian. You can't come after me for shit. You can show up at my house. I don't give up. Fuck. like you'll be meat with the firearm but <laughs> at my house either we're gonna drink about it or someone's not gonna leave so like, it's i just think it's ridiculous like why are you so worried like what that was saying i think that they just had the, those ties to the, the the stars and political and leaders. that just means they're worried about saying something that's politically one way or the other I'm like, why the fuck are you t- worried about tarnishing the army's image at that point? Like, why would you've been be doing it this whole time? Why would it be political not, to say something about a missing soldier? Not, yeah, what's, it's not what's even political sorry. about that soldier? Is it her race? Is it her gender? 
what's political about the situation at that point and that's when you find out like okay now i understand what your biases are now i understand like why you don't want to feature this person yeah so sorry she's not gabby petito yeah anyway well uh, Um, the other the you know what i'm so sorry Real, real quick, I'll let you two, like, continue, but I really have to pee, <laughs> so I'll be right back. Um, yeah. yeah, real quick bathroom break. I'm I'm, I'm pretty fast, so I'll be back. Right. Thank you again so much for, like, coming on here. Like, we might have you back again. Hell yeah. One second. Oh, wait. Killer. Yes. Daisy, come here. Come here. Come here. Can I say hi? Oh, oh my God, it's Floop. Hey, I'll be right back. He's like, Mom, what's going on? Never been pregnant, but I feel like I might be in trouble when, if that ever happens. Because I like to, I joke now, I'm like, I have, I have the bladder of a pregnant woman. <laughs> I'm like, oh God, that'd be awful. I was like, no, you are not about to. No, no, I'm j- I got another bottle of wine. You think I'm gonna? I was like, girl. I mean, I, you know what? Maybe some people are really open. It could be you. I. I'm going to enjoy being free for a little bit before yeah, I sure. think about that. And explore like how you feel like, you know. Yeah. I have been owned by the military since I was 17. Like, and before that, yes. it was my parents. Uh-huh. You know, this is my, once I'm out, it's going to be like my first, I'm free. Yeah. And then part of me is going to be like, oh my God, what do I do? <laughs> so, yeah. There's that. No, it's, no, for real though, like, Definitely want to like do more of these um, kind of crossover episodes yeah. with you because this is fun. <laughs> like thought and I like we look forward to this like every week. We're like, oh, where are we talking about this time? I thought. Sorry, I was getting yelled at. It's okay. Dexter, are you there? I am. I'm making another post about you guys. Oh no. <laughs> so thought I actually had this this thought while I was in the bathroom. Um, <laughs> hey! <laughs> Everybody, take a shot. Just not while you're diving. <laughs> shot. I will always love wine, um, but I just, as I'm getting older, I don't like the way it makes me feel in the morning. <laughs> so, you're fucking in your 20s. Oh, I don't want to hear you. Know, what are you going okay, to drink? Just fucking coconut water. Nut up. Come on. What are you going to drink when you're older if, if wine isn't cutting it for you? It's Huh? So Some I a futuristic liquor. fucking straight holographic. Liquor. Actually, there is a, there's a drink that is... Um, my friend actually because she so sorry i just had to burp um but she had uh she was she's in remission for cancer but she's like she's mormon but like just with the pain she didn't want to deal with the pain so she used weed and yeah so she posted this um this can and it was sparkling water infused with thc yep still going to hell no she's like the sweetest fucking person like no she's mormon though she's drinking thc going to hell Mormon Hill, which uh, Mormon. okay, <laughs> going to Mormon Hill. <laughs> we need to have a podcast about just like the deconstruction of Mormon religion. It's oh, so deep. Mormon, That's... yeah, Mormon's a different story. Oh my god, yeah, well, Amanda, continue. Dot and I were both prior Catholics, so there, there's that. Um, yeah, I'm a prior Mormon. You know yeah. that. I don't know if thought. Yeah, I that. do that. Yeah. Yeah, prior Mormon. Oh my gosh. Okay. Anyway, um, uh, so I found this- in Denver this weekend. They're like. You know, at the at a coffee shop, they're God like, "There's it. Denver." Sorry. Uh, what CBD infused soda? Mm. Ooh, that's hot water. Is that sure? Sorry, uh, my mouse hamster died. No, what what's this name? Wasn't that like the second time? Did you hear it? 
Yeah. Skinny or something? I've never tried the weed. Never tried pot. Not a single time. I've never tried a CBD infused item. I have never tried a CBD product. I have never sold pot. I have never tried any of it. None of it. Literally, the only thing I've ever done is alcohol. That's oh, they were about to say bath. I smoke occasionally, but like even that is not very regular because that nicotine doesn't like do anything for me. So I'll smoke sometimes when I feel like it, like, and I love cigars, but I, I don't, I don't, I've never done any kind of weed and I, partly, I haven't tried it because I want to keep my like options open for doing like law enforcement and federal work and stuff, but I don't, I don't know. It's never been a huge draw for me. It's, it, uh... I don't, I've never smoked either. <laughs> I don't know. It's not like a life ruiner. It's not like, oh yeah, I don't want to like touch the devil's lettuce or anything. I'm just like, yeah, you know what? I've never had the desire to do it, and I'm also like, if I did it, eh, I have to, you know, eventually I have to take a polygraph. So actually, there is, before I get into this, I'm so sorry, thought, he's like, oh my god, this fucking bitch with the ADHD. He's like, I gotta get off this podcast. I'm used to it. I heard you in the background, we'll be done soon. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, yeah. right. (laughs) Well, real quick, so there was actually a study that was done on uh, the effects of alcohol and versus weed when it comes to sexual assaults mm-hmm. actually it's actually lower with weed as opposed to alcohol me i'm just like well no fucking shit but actually yeah. when the scientific reason behind it is because when you're when you are ingesting weed whether it be smoke or take an edible or whatever but you you tend to become more like i wouldn't say like paranoid but yeah more paranoid but you're more aware of your like surroundings like who you're with mm-hmm. and it makes you like second guess actions before you take them it slows things well, it's, down it's not a weed is not a depressant yeah so that i mean so, the other thing it's like alcohol is a depressant it makes you very loopy it makes you like i mean i'm not i'm not out here advocating for the benefits of alcohol versus weed like in any way shape or form i'm not like alcohol is the superior drug it is it is the drug of choice for myself you know people, people think of like ghb as the date rape drug right there are people who recreationally do ghb for like the very specific purpose of feeling the way that you do when you take THB. So I'm, I'm not saying that one drug is superior or inferior to another. I'm just saying for tried the pot. Yeah, but it 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 does it it does it it did have like a lower like. How much wine did you have? Dud. <laughs> I think if you compare alcohol to pot and anything, pot's probably gonna be better. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, sorry. So sorry. We're gonna we're gonna real quick. Just go over real quick their motive, and so basically what it happened, what what happened to Vanessa. So this is so disturbing. So just like a, a trigger warning for anyone who may have gone through a sexual assault. I'm so sorry. Um, you could turn this off uh, and skip forward to. I'm not sure however long it's gonna be, but anyway. So just trigger warning ahead of time. So this is from an article about the motive behind the slaying. The Fort Hood soldier who murdered and dismembered. PFC, now specialist Vanessa Guillen in April 2020, did so because Guillen spotted his married girlfriend's uh, photo on his phone, court documents allege. Aaron David Robinson grabbed a hammer on April April 22, 2020 and bludgeoned Guillen, 20, of Houston to death in the arms room at a Texas base. So we we already know that. Uh, According to Robinson's girlfriend, Cecily, uh, Robinson then sexually assaulted Guillen's lifeless body. Her remains were found burned and hacked into pieces on June 30th, 2020, along the Leon River near Belton, 
where Robinson and his girlfriend, Cecily Ann Aguilar, had encased them in concrete and buried them. <sighs> Sorry. Just... I didn't know that part. I mean, I knew about the concrete part, but I didn't know that he assaulted her body. Yep. And that's part of her, like, recorded confession? That was part of her confession, yes. This is the only way they knew about this, because they, they tried to, like, determine if he had assaulted her based on, like, the autopsy reports. It, it was just, her body was so... And I, I, I get, like... For, you know, I don't get forensics, but like, you know, the, the the way that people are able to like reconstruct like how somebody died, mm -hmm. they they destroyed her remains. Yeah. Like what they did is abhorrent. And I will not like make light of that at all. Like they are just there. That is just pure evil. It's yeah. pure evil. So the disturbing news details came from a Texas Department of Public Safety report that filed that was filed on May 19th, 2021 in federal court. Records show that the document was sealed by the judge, but not in time to stop multiple news outlets from accessing the report. Aguilar, 23, is seeking to have her alleged confession thrown out. She was charged. She was charged with 11 counts, including tampering with evidence, being accessory after the fact, and making false statements to law enforcement. The defense uh, of public safety report. Uh, also provided a glance at the possible motive behind Guillen's killing. According to the investigators, Aguilar, quote, claimed uh, Robinson would go into moods in which he would not be his normal self and have a tick. Aguilar later explained that why Robinson killed Guillen, saying Guillen saw uh, Robinson's cell phone lock screen, which contained a picture of Aguilar, document states. He told her he was worried about getting in trouble for violating the Army's fraternization rules since Aguilar was still married to another soldier, although they were estranged. So this is... Ugh. Anyway, what's um, the army's murdering policy? Yeah, what's the army's murdering policy? <laughs> yeah. fuck. Uh, Everything aside, like, fuck this guy. I just go, because yeah. I have not heard yeah, any any yeah. other, like, podcast about this case, like, outwardly say this, but fuck this guy. He is a piece of shit. There's no ju there's no justification, like, yeah. to, to, to doing no. it. Like, you're, you're a piece like, of shit. Seeing a, okay, that's the other thing with us wildly speculating, is seeing a photo and that being the reason that you murdered her, like I don't buy that. I I just don't. Well, maybe you know what? Maybe, yeah, maybe he had a good point. You know, like no, 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 he didn't. <laughs> They're not gonna do anything with like a sexual harassment case, which would, you know, Vanessa was like worried about. What the fuck makes you think they're gonna actually actively pursue an affairs case with a lower enlisted soldier? They don't give a shit. The commander's got enough shit to worry about. It's not under the ucmj affairs are covered under fucking article 134 which is not even it's the catch-all article right so it's 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 conduct unbecoming it's affairs things like that and do you know how you prove a shadow of a doubt an affair you know how you prove that they're either walking on it or you walk in on it there has to be video evidence there has to be like evidence of actual penetration or actual like admittance so there's got to be a confession there's got to be um evidence of it actually happening or there has to be like a fucking child right all right so there's there's those three things and none of those three things were fucking happening you could prove that this guy was talking to this chick and maybe that's conduct unbecoming and maybe that's enough for a commander to njp somebody you know how easy it is to overturn an njp once you get out it's stupid easy People get out with NJPs within a year of their discharge and they overturn them and get an honorable discharge out of it. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it, I, I don't buy the fact that he, that she just saw a picture of Aguilar. I just don't, I, sorry. Like he, my, my personal opinion is he tried something. She rejected it. 
and he just spiraled. I lost it, especially yeah. given the fact that he assaulted her body. Like when when you hear that from the ex girlfriend and the fact that he's like admitted it to her, like the the utter creepiness of the fact that he admitted it to his girlfriend. I, I hate even saying this because like it's just so disrespectful to Vanessa. She did not deserve that at all. But it's it doesn't make it clear what, where that assault happened, and if it happened in front of Aguilar, I'm like. And the other thing, the other thing about that is, I remember when this was happening, and I remember like figure, you know, when we put two and two together, we figure out who the ex girlfriend was, and I went to her Instagram page, and went, like after all of that happened, like the pose that she was making, mm-hmm. the captions that were underneath her photos, like. I, she's evil she is just evil yeah i remember that i remember that she she's a she's a total scumbag Mm -hmm. you know i'm not shouldn't judge a book by its cover but oh i will like yeah she's disgusting and everything leading up to it and post yeah she's she's definitely a villain in this story as much uh boy is she hold on done so she she knew what he'd done which we know from her confession, she knew what he'd done. She met him to dispose of the body. She, and I'm sorry if I'm getting ahead of your timeline here, but she came back with him when they had to uh, dispose better of the body. So they come back to the location, um, burn her body, encase it in concrete because they didn't have enough materials. So they had come back to the location where they'd originally buried her body. They burn it, encase it in concrete. She's with him for all of these things and at this point she has the knowledge that he has assaulted her body oh my god as a girlfriend like okay so i found it oh i don't want to get into that because it's just fucking sick he's murdered somebody he's assaulted a dead body and now you're helping him dispose of it it's like okay so you could argue maybe some trauma right you could argue trauma i i mean that's certainly a traumatic event but i would say that you get through the event and you don't immediately so somebody who's traumatized and they're like maybe I'm I'm just thinking like maybe you 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 go through this whole event with this person and you're like I'm just trying to get out of here I'm just trying to be safe I'm just trying to like not you know someone's killed themselves or killed another person excuse me and I don't want to I don't want to get killed by them so I'm going to just play along and then I'm going to go to the authorities right after she doesn't do that no no wait let me let me wait until she's confronted by the authorities until she finally starts confessing she is only confessing to save her own skin and that is i mean it's the scummiest shit that you could do so this was her instagram post sorry i I, sorry to cut you off but like i i found the post that made like literally at the time made me physically ill so she posted a selfie and the caption is but this is just to point out how evil this person is. This Instagram post of the selfie caption, people who fight fire with fire end up with the ashes of their own integrity. They burned Vanessa. Mm-hmm. This was posted on May 25th of 2020. This makes me fucking sick. This makes me so angry. The fact that CID waited so long they knew they knew they had cecily's fucking cell phone pings they had robinson and they chose to wait that long 
they did the fact that CID didn't go pick up and the MPs didn't go pick up Robinson right off the bat after piecing all this shit together it makes me fucking sick i get i'm this sorry this is where like i just get riled up yeah i am angry i am so angry the fact about that this they didn't even bring him in for questioning cuz they could have brought him in for questioning I've... and whether or not he shut down at this point irrelevant as soon as like... i remember go ahead no, keep going. No, you're good. You're good. I got nothing else. I see you hanging your head in uh, resignation. No, no resignation. I remember him, Robinson, texting his girlfriend and saying after, I guess, news drops, babe, they found peace. They found pieces, babe. Babe, they found pieces. Like, I'm terrified. He texted her that, like. Go um, arrest yeah. him. Yeah. The evidence was always on him, and I think the people knew that uh, whoever is, like, the underlying or, like, approving authority just didn't have the balls or fucking hanging ovaries to fucking, like, literally just pull the trigger. Hey, bring this motherfucker in. We'll talk to him. I don't know. I think the but easiest solution is probably the most accurate, and that is that they were lazy. Because that's, I mean, that's the easiest solution. They didn't care about their job. They didn't care about who they were investigating. They didn't care about the victim. And they were lazy. Yes. So. Huge, a huge, huge shadow of this whole goddamn story. And forgive me that I don't remember the young man's name is the skeleton of the soldier mm -hmm. that they found in searching for Vanessa. Mm -hmm. uh, who, you know, he was AWOL too. And he was two miles away from fucking from the base in a shallow grave but you know the you know who would care about that they and they the fact that like they had to fight after the fact they found him that that other soldier they found his remains the fact that they had to fight to get that AWOL status removed mm -hmm. because the AWOL status gave them like a dishonorable didn't if they're AWOL they aren't buried with military honors yeah I have so many mother, fucking choice words about this. His mother like... hadn't heard from him in over a year. I remember that shit happening. I remember when it was uncovered and the fact that, like, there's no Selma Hayek for his mother. There's no celebrity page. There's no, there's nobody, like, banging down the gates at Fort Hood for that guy. There's no gate named after him, even though th that itself seems fucking ingenuine to me. Yeah. Like, I, I saw that. I was like, fuck you. You got me fucked up if you think, like, I'm gonna let my son get murdered not hear from him for a fucking year and i'm not banging down the gate at your base like hey the idea that, like we could let a soldier just lie there and not do a thing about it and i haven't heard anything about him i haven't heard anything about his murderer or if you know they came to the conclusion that it was anything other than homicide the fact remains is i haven't heard about it i haven't heard anything it might just be just under trained law enforcement because there's also a person that i in my battalion i think salty keely you may have left at this point he was a wall they said they had a phone ping in fucking in northern a state north of texas but no he was dead in his camaro in the training area wait was that the guy who like he he drove off the um buck he was like speeding and then he like drove off the road was that the same yeah. one yeah i do yeah. remember that those those yeah it right was. before that yeah i he, remember that he was in the training area training area drove into the 
drove off the road going too fast. Uh, they're like, hey, he's gone. He's AWOL. He, they, we, we got a phone ping in fucking, you know, Northern, you know, where I don't know the state, but yeah, he's AWOL. The parents are like, okay, I don't think that's correct. And then I think we're telling the same thing. I don't, I don't want to date, date anything, but cause I'm fucking, I have Alzheimer's, but not too long after, like this dude was like, no, he was fucking a few miles away from everything he's been dead for a few weeks in his car people think that the military goes after you when you're AWOL and that is not the case uh when you they, go AWOL, they just changed it they just changed that where it's like same with like a missing person's like after 48 hours considered a missing person that it, it took it took Vanessa's case mm-hmm. for them to finally like relook this and be like hey maybe this is kind of fucked up i'm just like yeah because you don't know you don't know if somebody like went off post and even if they did it's like don't you give a fuck don't you care i ran out on my contract and you don't care like there's no consequence for me running i mean yeah there is but it's like hey i ran out on my contract okay so uh backtrack to to little dexter when i was like 16 okay so i had a boyfriend um my very first boyfriend so uh, i was 16 years old and i dated a 19 year old marine Okay. And he went AWOL. Sure. Right. Like totally went AWOL, left uh, Camp Lejeune and he hid out back in my hometown for months. Um, Coincidentally, it was also the time that he broke up with me, uh, but we won't get into that. And he like hid out for like 10 fucking months, 10 months. No one caught him. No one came out. No one chased him. Marine Corps didn't send anybody after him. Okay. He went to his home of record, right? Which is on all of your SRB documents. It's on all. It's 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 everywhere in the military. No one sent anybody after him. They didn't give a fuck. He just ran out on his contract. They were like, "Yeah, well, you'll do something stupid eventually, and your name will pop up because it's flagged, and then we'll come and get you." And that's exactly what happened. But it took ten months for that to happen. If he had gone home and killed himself, and no one knew where he was, it would have taken them. It, they probably never would have found him. But as it turns out, a scumbag does scumbag things, and he shoplifted at a Walmart, and they fucking picked him up, right? So they warrant out for his arrest, and that's how they caught him. Exactly. They just they just put the fucking warrant out. That's how they catch him. But if you change that, and you're like, okay, so how many people now did we say were AWOL? Vanessa Gian was AWOL. This young man who was found Morales, out. Morales. Morales. That's his name. Morales. Morales. Okay, so Morales was AWOL. He is he still AWOL or have they finally changed? I mean, he's not AWOL, but they no, haven't they determined it. his cause of death yet, have they? I had have to look at that. So I, I think I think it was he was murdered. So, but yeah, but that's mur- the other thing is that they can't determine. He had, a, he had a gunshot wound to the skull. Yeah, I believe. Oh my god! So they can't. They still can't determine um, if he was AWOL at the time he went missing. I'm pretty sure. Like they never went after these people. Okay. And their their excuses. Well, we can't determine whether they uh, just left or they did something else. But the fact of the matter is, the military isn't going after these people. The military doesn't give a fuck about you, and that's disturbing. It's disturbing for a number of reasons. It's disturbing because they let people go, they don't go after them, even even when they know that they're like, you know, okay, so this dude. That I had dated, you know, he he left, he went home, he was hanging out in his family's house, he was living the good life for ten months, gets arrested, like, and and I say living the good life, but it's like, you know, I'm not, in that position, you can't really get a, a good job, you can't get a driver's license, you can't do a lot of shit because your name's fine. There's a warrant out for you, people will know, 
eventually. But it's like if the military had just sent somebody to go talk to people at his home on record, if they had just maybe asked the local law enforcement to go take a look for a second, they would have found him. If Fort Hood MPs had just taken a fucking second to go look around for Vanessa within the the hours that they knew she was missing, maybe they would have found something. Maybe had someone gone to that armory room, they would have found some blood before it up in the months proceeding. And so not to like make this, this is going to be a hell of a podcast for me to fucking edit, but you know, I, I like it. I, I, this, this is a conversation that we needed to have. And I, I will get into like my whole thing about like what happened to Vanessa, what could have, I'm not saying what could have prevented like what happened to her, but what the military needs to change is how they track sexual harassment and how they report sexual harassment. And I will get into this right fucking now before it loses, I lose my track, my train of thought. But so with assaults, what happens with assault is if you want to report an assault to your sharp team you can you, know, you can do the the unrestricted or restricted both options though it is encouraged for restricted restricted reporting victims to enter that data into the catch program which came out in 2019 now with that if there is a match in the pro in that database it will notify the victim, hey, there's a match. Do you want to make this unrestricted? This rolled out in 2019. This, and I remember this because we, I, I reached out this, I don't, you know, I've got nothing really to say about the Sergeant Major of the Army's PAO because I know a bunch of other people have like their their opinions, et cetera, from whatever. But I do remember talking to him about this. And I was like, hey, I think that you should probably put out this informational thing about this. And then, you know, Star Major of the Army is going to be like, like talking about this with the senior leaders and whatnot. But th this program has been out for so long and so few people fucking know about it. Like that's one disturbing in itself. But when I went to go like make my reports, I also had a harassment case. And I was like, I, I would like to do a restricted report for harassment. And I was told, hey, sorry, we can't do that. I'm like, what do you mean you can't do that? A lot of people don't know that when you make a sexual harassment report, it is formal, informal, and anonymous. That's it. And then regardless, the command team's notified. They start searching into the shit. Like, you know, they, they do basically do like a commander's inquiry or they'll initiate a 15-6. Either way, like they know something's up. They know who had ties to that report. Who's, you know, who it is that's making the report, I should say. They know who the person is that was harassed. There's no restricted option for harassment and that needs to change because right now as of january 2022 sexual harassment is now considered uh, a ucmj offense same degree as assault so what needs to happen is they need to start logging these sexual harassment cases into a program whether it be catch or a similar program but they need to start logging that shit and then they can track repeat offenders because that's the thing. Harassment, as they've noted, leads to assault. Yep. If they start logging these people who have harassed others, other people, I guarantee, are going to come out of the woodworks and be like, I, you know, they'll ping up in that. If they, you know, in a perfect world, they, they use a system similar to the catch program and then victim gets notified, hey, this person also harassed 
so-and-so, do you want to make this unrestricted? I guarantee, I guarantee we will weed out these people in the military if this program is instituted. Yep. I mean, when you look at like harassment um, and you look at like the report history, um, I mean, when I was an MP, we had the system called CLEOC and CLEOC is kind of where we log all the case, the, any, any report that an MP makes. Um, and granted, anything that's like sexual harassment, sexual um, assault, sexual assault, especially cause sexual harassment could be contained within the unit and the unit handles it and it never sees an MP. But sexual assault, typically, if it sees an MP, we don't write the report on it, period. And I think that's military-wide, like a UCMJ policy. It goes directly, the MPs do not make a case on it. It either goes to, in the Marine Corps, because Marine Corps has Marine Corps CID, but we also have NCIS. So in the Navy and the yep. Marine Corps, it goes directly to NCIS. In the Army, it would go to CID. So the MPs would never handle that. Yeah. And I don't I don't think we would ever see like the report um, in CLEOC, but if someone were to come up and say like, hey, I've been like harassed or something like having a system like that, like it's not hard. We already fucking do it. Like what's wrong with duplicating it and, and pushing it out for something like sexual harassment? We already have the template. Just do it. The, I mean, harassers typically are repeat offenders because they, they push the envelope. They see how far they can get and they see who they can get away with it with. And harassment is such a low punishment rate that they are going to reoffend. But if you have a system where you're able to track it and see how many times this person has done this over their military career, like, fuck you. Sorry, Charlie, you're out of here. Anyway, um, so we are now at two hours. <laughs> um, but I think this is probably like a good, good stopping point for whereas I would love to continue. I, I could literally talk about this shit for hours. However, I also need to make dinner because i need to eat something because <laughs> it. it's like almost 11 o'clock my time <laughs> oh shit but yeah i i think that we will definitely have you back on killer i've enjoyed this so much having another perspective on here thought what are your thoughts what are your thoughts thought drink the solo cup i like it Honestly, Killer, you're welcome to join if you do some research on hand length to... <laughs> we, need to, to get, we need to get you to, those, those little, like... See what I see, I see what I know. You look like those little plastic tiny hands. <laughs> <laughs> I die for those little plastic tiny shake, hands. Oh my god, I love that shit. Like... That's comedic gold for me. Plastic tiny hands. <laughs> an ace every time a hole in one we have killer's kryptonite i think my kryptonite is the tiny hands, <laughs> Christ, tiny hands. ours ours happen to be dead hamsters but <laughs> you know that's my kryptonite tiny hands i guess we all yeah i don't know we all have our, our thing i guess but that's my kink the tiny oh, hand kink, tiny hand kink. <laughs> kink. sorry i thought your hands are not tiny enough shayla can we get some tiny hands shayla Shayla, Shayla, tiny hands. Shayla, tiny hands. She's actually knitting. Uh, what? What do you? Is she knitting with her tiny hands? She's kn she's knitting a baby, a friend frog for Vinny, who she also also knitted. She's knitting frogs. Does she have small hands? She's knitting frogs. No, her hands are normal size. Normal size? For what? Like a small person? So like like a small okay so like if if I looked at a baby and I was like wow your hands are pretty normal size for a baby like uh, give me some context here 
put your hand up to your face and run into a fucking wall and that's the size of her hand. I'm not going to do that, but... So I just real quick, I, I do want to give a shout out to Shayla because she has created so much of the art that we have. Beautiful. And it, like if, if you looked at the Department of the Dead page and you see Hat Daddy, you see the demonic Alexa, like that is all Shayla. Nice. And she's talented as fuck. So I just want to give her like an on-air shout out. So. Shout out to Shayla. Your hands are doing amazing work. Woo, go Shayla. She's a shit, and her hands are normal size. Her hands are normal. proportion to her. <laughs> her hands are normal. <laughs> I want everyone to know. Uh, normal size hands. They look really small compared to some things, but... Um, compared to your hands? When you hold her hands, are you like, wow, these are very small. And my hands are small, so like her hands are like super small. He's just... Staring at the camera, blinking, like I'm going to not say. Anything. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't talk yeah. to like a lot of other adults. So, like I rely on myself mostly for my humor. So if I'm laughing at myself, and you guys are like, "Yeah, it was like kind of funny," okay, like just leave me alone. Okay, just let me laugh at my own jokes. Let me enjoy myself for a little bit. Yeah, we'll let you have it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Go to sleep knowing that we gave you sympathy laughs. I appreciate it. Actually, like I'm gonna sleep fine. Like I mean, that's the benefit of enjoying alcohol over weed. Like <laughs> I will sleep like a rock well when you choose weed over alcohol you let me know and let me know how your sleep yeah. is one's yeah. definitely gonna be better like uh everyone who's listening don't take that as an endorsement to do weed take it as an endorsement to do weed no you might be in a state that legalized it so live your fucking life do what well, makes you happy do what makes you happy not if you're active military don't you know what? if you're active military do your shit live your fucking dream i'm not telling you what to do i'm an mp you can take this message from me there's no legal recourse. No one can come after me. Literally. If you learn anything from this podcast, you know military law enforcement is a joke. So it's mostly yeah. true. I agree. You know, actually, I agree with her. So no, if you do something and they're like, "Yeah, we fucking got you," like drug offenses, like they'll get you. Assault somebody and murder someone. Months. You have at least months. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, sleep go. safe Sleep safe at night, folks. Yeah. Know that the MPs don't have your back. The seriouser the crime. Defund the Fort Hood CID. Defund CID. Defund CID. If you're going to go, go right. hard. No one's going to catch you. I always go hard, and I've never been caught. So real quick, we're just going to – we will wrap this up. Thought, we'll start with you. Thought, where can they find you? Thoughts, thoughts? Thoughts, thoughts. Not – Period A, period J T A C. That's where you can find me. Oh, by the way, I will be creating <sighs> thoughts confessionals and Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you have a confession? Are you gonna confess something right now? No, 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 no. It's not it's not him that's confessing anything. He's gonna be reading confessions if we get them. But us <laughs> Do you us want me to confess something? Yes. We don't have time for that. <laughs> Keep going, Amanda. Wow. You guys were like both raised Catholic and you don't have a confession right off the top of your head. Wow, okay, fucking nerd. I'm in therapy for that, okay? <laughs> I wish I was in therapy for that shit, but I don't make enough money to my, support therapy. My priest was the best kisser I've ever met. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, so we're, we're going to be starting a thoughts confessional where you dirty dogs can convince or submit anything that you want to. I'll, I'll link it once I create it, but we will be reading confessions that you guys have because thoughts uh, profile is Jesus. So I thought it was only fitting. Thoughts, thoughts. Thoughts, thoughts. Killer, where can they find you? 
Oh, you can find me at killer.wannabe on the Instagrams, or you can find me at squat rack poet. I'm also a writer, and that page is a little bit, uh, I wouldn't say it's a private page, but I'm not afraid. You can dox me. You can show up at my house. Either we're going to have a fun time or we're going to have a bad time. It's your choice. So. <laughs> but she, uh, you are a very talented writer. I have uh, read squat, uh, the Squat Rack Poetry. Page. We get a little emotional. We get a little emotional. Uh, maybe one time I'll write a poem for those of you with small hands and you can relate, get a little emotional about that. But uh, Tiny hands, tiny, tiny hands. hands. I don't know what you're singing, but I'll sing along with it. So Thank you. that's where you can find me. So yeah, if you want to follow Killer, she is awesome. Hung out with her before. I love when meme page admins like meet up. It's awesome. Yeah, always, we met in person. Always fun. Always fun time. Um, and she's also got Killer Whale Facts. No pun intended. Absolutely. If you guys want to DM me for your Killer Whale Facts, by all means, I'm like a horse girl, but for Killer Whales, <laughs> I have like Killer Whale jewelry. I have Killer Whale posters. I have like a, I don't have a Killer Whale poster. I have a Killer Whale like picture. You you need, you need one. But I, I probably do need one. If I found one, I would get it. 100%. I love them. Is it true you take saltwater baths? Yes. <laughs> yeah, so I can feel more in tune with the sea. The sea. Yeah. yeah. She's she's not so much into killing hamsters as she is killing baby seals. Baby seals absolutely deserve to die. 100%. <laughs> if he didn't want to die, he wouldn't be on that beach. Much like the Japanese Niwa Jumia. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyway, you can find me, Salty Kulo, if you want to get your uh, your fix of cats. And I don't know what else I have to offer. Not a lot. So, Dog. Uh, dog. My dog. Yeah, Daisy. <laughs> she's a good girl. She's laying by my feet right now. She's a good girl. She's so good. Salt, kilos, and cats. Fuck yeah. Just... Eventually, Thought is going to visit Salty and Tree. And maybe Thought will be accompanied by somebody to maybe in you know in person podcasts or just in person exploration of whatever the fucks around P and W. A lot. Lots a of lot. trees. Yeah, lots of trees. We're gonna get tree tattoos on our forearms. I, already, I do have one. Nope, a bigger and one. mountains. Trees and mountains. I need, I need a bigger bigger tree. Not just your the tree emoji you put over tree, your boyfriend, that's the one we're getting. Just get his face. Get his face tattooed on you. Now that that takes that takes away from the tree. No, because he is the tree. That's the point. I just love that people like refer to him as tree. It's because you used like, emoji for tree. I don't know why you're surprised. Yeah, you did. I mean, this is your he, fault. But this public as I am, I'm just like I. I remember asking him. I was like, hey, like, do do you mind? He's like, well, I just don't show my face. I was like, all right. Well, you were. I dressed up as cat. That's how we. Okay, real quick backstory. How we met. Halloween. When I was in college, I was blackout drunk, and I was dressed up as Katniss Everdeen, and he was dressed up as an old man. So I thought, oh, what's, like, an old man's name? Like, Mr. Everdeen. And then it became Mr. Evergreen, so then the tree emoji, like, happened. That, that, that That's basically the backstory. You want to know why I put a tree over his face? Dressed up as an old man? Yeah, he was dressed up as an old man, and I was like, damn, that guy is sexy, and I came up to my Like, hell yeah, what an original Halloween costume. I'm fucking <laughs> to old yeah. people for sure yeah apparently an old people costume is like the perfect costume because if you don't want to talk to somebody you just be like what who what are you saying and then you just like can leave a conversation and pretending you have dementia i can do that now just fine my grandma died of dementia i find that offensive what'd you say what exactly um, all, right. all right i anyway. haven't eaten in three hours at this yes. point so you need to get your protein intake
Yeah, hell yeah, go get your protein. <laughs> How many comes you Somebody else is going to get her protein intake, right. so. Well, Killer, thank you again for joining us. We Absolutely. loved having you on here. You didn't hear oh. me. Hey, the next time you need a podcast where somebody um, <laughs> needs to know how many cum shots of protein they need to meet their daily protein goals, just give me a little ring. I'll give you the formula. You can just hit them with it right then. Okay. Yeah. And I'm going to use my CPT cert to give some credibility to that fact. So there you go. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, you can follow us at Department of the Dead um on instagram you can also email us we love getting emails from you guys i've been saving up listener stories on our drive but you can email us at department of the dead 2022 at gmail.com um but yeah that's all i got so donate subscribe rate review what have you uh we are headed out by thoughts he's got to go oh wait real quick nope that's anonymous submissions coming soon for the next podcast that was that's me raising my hand not necessarily we could <laughs> very small. Oh my god, I fucking can't stand you. <laughs> I'm just enjoying. I'm not the one being picked on. That's all. You already I'm have small hands because you're a woman. Listen, the hands are big. The fingers are small. I got big palms though. <laughs> so what you're saying is you got like little stumpies? You know, fucking showed fingers. My mom says they're completely normal. <laughs> Signing off. Okay. Fuck you both. Chode fingers over there signing off. Chode fingers. Alright, bye guys. I don't know how to leave. How do I leave? How do I leave? Goodbye. Goodbye. He doesn't know. He can't reach the leave button with his chode fingers. Fuck, my hamster died. <laughs> oh my god, how are we out of here? This is so chaotic. <laughs> oh my god. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Okay, here we go. No! Somebody, somebody please appreciate this. <laughs>